You're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Worldwide Sports Radio presents Chalk Talk. Boy, that escalated quickly. I mean, that really got out of hand fast. With Renee Canales, Fogues, and James Baccioni. Perfect. Awesome. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Chalk Talk here on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. I'm Renee Canales, and I'm joined in the studio by John Fogarty, James Baccioni, and our producer, Evan Mazza. Are we allowed to give the lyrics? <laughs> but you that's can do how it goes. <laughs> it's been it's happening. It's happening. <laughs> Millions of people <laughs> living as foes. A little bit of crazy Get me a bat. action here. Get me a bat. <laughs> Not a baseball bat. <laughs> I mean, it's an appropriate song for what happened in the middle of the night in the NBA. Tobias Harris being traded from the Los Angeles Clippers over to the Philadelphia 76ers. Metal wounds. And, G- <laughs> <laughs> and GM Elton Brand. Let's go! Let's go! Let's go! Let's start off a crazy train. You guys started it off all crazy. Let's go! We're not allowed to give lyrics, so we do karaoke instead. Karaoke Wednesdays. Karaoke Wednesdays. So, Tobias Harris gets traded to the Philadelphia 76ers, and pretty much a pretty big deal for the Sixers. General manager. Pretty big. GM Elton Brand making some huge moves this year. Huge. Um, bringing in Jimmy Butler, uh, then also trading, obviously, for Tobias Harris. I mean, this is a win-now type of a move for the Philadelphia 76ers. Absolutely. Especially Where they with, LeBron, need to. with LeBron leaving the Eastern Conference. Um, th- this is pretty big. Pretty big. What do you guys say? Well, I absolutely think it's big. I mean, it's... Definitely see what Elton Brand has done in his first year as the GM of the 76ers, a rookie GM, and he's out there making moves. He's not worried about anything except for making moves and getting things done. And you see the guys he's brought in, in Jimmy Butler and Tobias Harris, has turned the 76ers, if they weren't already considered a legitimate contender, now even more of a serious contender in the Eastern Conference. Um, It's definitely a win-now move in the fact that you don't know what Jimmy Butler's deal is beyond this year. Or Tobias. Uh, or Tobias Harris, obviously. And Tobias Harris having a career year, uh, averaging, tw- I think, 21 points a game right now. And, I mean, you get him while he's hot. You're trying to get any kind of a championship you can for Philadelphia right now with the core that you have. Because, like we said, Ben Simmons, there's the the argument internally, Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid, who wants to be the man, who's going to be the man, if that's going to be an issue. Jimmy Butler has already been – not an issue, I'll say, since he's been there, but there has been the rumblings. And then, of course, now bringing in Tobias Harris, another expiring contract. It's definitely win now. And you have J.J. Redick as your starting shooting guard. Oh, of course. Guard. It's, it's one of the best crazy. outside it's shooters crazy. in the league. He's just going to camp and cab and get No, fed. it's all about win now. That's a very good-looking team right now. For so sure. And a real interesting decision from the Clippers. 
Well, no, it's a great decision by the Clippers because now we all they have to do, all they have in, to yeah. do now is trade Danilo Gallinari's contract if they can get someone for him, and they have enough money to sign two max contracts this summer. So that they can compete with the Knicks. So they can get Durant and Kyrie or anybody too. And to mention this also, Anthony Davis did say he'd sign an extension with the Clippers. He would. They now have the draft picks possibly to be able to make a kind of move come the summer. If they can well get rid of this. if they can get rid of Danilo Gallinari's contract in this right now, it could next, be the this, absolute hell scenario they, for the Los Angeles Lakers no, for the New York Knicks. For both of them. For the New York Knicks. The New York Knicks don't become the top destination anymore. It's the Clippers. Were they ever the top destination for anything? <laughs> no, they weren't, but they've been saying they, oh, they're the only team that can afford two max players. There's a lot of people that think... Not anymore. Th- there's a lot of people that think that way, that the Knicks aren't, are, are never really going to be a destination. I mean, let's just wait until July and see what actually happens. You know, we're, we're just doing a bunch of speculation. But, but Philadelphia... We don't, know what, we don't know what can happen. Money but, or not, Philadelphia's more attractive. Yeah, but Philadelphia doesn't really have the space. But what's interesting in the fact of the Clippers and why I brought that up is they're sitting in the eighth spot in the West right now, and they're basically they're they ahead ju- of the Lakers right now. Yeah, they're ahead of the Lakers they're, for the eighth spot. They're in the thirty West, and twenty-five, and they decided screw this season. We ain't winning nothing. Well, they looked at what's ahead of them in Golden State and everything else in the Western Conference. And said, "Why are we going to bother playing Golden State in the first round and getting bounced?" Let the Lakers do that. We'll make sure we have mo- room for the future. So the, and that's why it puts the urgency on the Lakers even more so now to try to get this done. I agree. Uh, so the official move, according to Adrian Wojnarowski, uh, dropping a Woj bomb early in the morning. Woj bomb. It woke me up. <laughs> oh, I was waiting for the. <laughs> uh, the Clippers and Sixers agreed to trade Tobias Harris, Boban Marjanovich, Mike Scott, and Landry Shamit. Oh, for Landry Shamit, Wilson Chandler, Mike Muscala. 2020 first rounder, 2021 unprotected first rounder via Miami, and two second Trade rounders. Assets. Boban Marjanovic, you said, was in that deal? Yep. <laughs> seven foot, like. Wojbom! <laughs> seven foot infinity, dude. Everybody, oh, go into the guy. fetal position to climb under your desk. The Wojbom <laughs> oh, is coming. You gotta hit the, you gotta hit the nuclear war first. <laughs> <laughs> like Cesaro's like theme song? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like we but, thought, Arrow was like in the middle of a of a nuclear war the other day when he called. And, you know, you hear oh, the yeah, sirens you heard, in the background. <laughs> uh, testing yeah. the sirens. <laughs> so that happened during the middle of the night. Um, that happened. I'm up, I don't know what this move does for Brooklyn now, which really upsets me with the Tobias Harris from right. because that was a player, my one guy that I think, and a lot of Nets fans were really targeting because we needed him to be our power forward and be that guy in defense who can guard big man. And Isn't Tobias kind of be- Harris a Long Island guy too? He is yeah. exactly. I actually, exactly. Ha- but I actually but- have a buddy who played high school basketball with him. He was actually get out. Me the sto- he was telling me the story on Sunday because I I saw him on the train. We sat down to talk a little. Where bit. Where do you go to high school? Dix Hills. Dix Hills. That's right. Uh, uh, Half Hollow Hills yeah. East. Or He's from Islip. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. So my buddy was telling me how uh, they called him Big Bird. They, well, they called my buddy Big Bird, and uh, he blocked Tobias Harris twice uh, during uh, during like a scrimmage or whatever, and Tobias <laughs> Harris got really, really pissed at him. <laughs> And just completely so, annihilated. That's an awesome moment. He'll always yeah. remember. <laughs> but something, something um, that that we have to consider for the Sixers how they can keep this team together going forward is that Jimmy Butler and uh, Tobias Harris have Larry Bird rights because they played for a team for three seasons and didn't get waived or didn't get traded. So now the Sixers can sign them because they're Sixers and they can go over the salary cap and retain those players. They can sign both those players and keep this entire team together going forward. Do you think because Jimmy they Butler have those wants Bird rights? There? I'm just saying they can. Mm-hmm. That's the only. T- I think they can. The thing the Sixers will be have with that luxury me now. is if Butler stays. Um, and they're still a damn good team, even if he doesn't say Tobias Harris does. But I think they right now, it's definitely win now. They're looking at this year and saying, hey, looking at the state of the Eastern Conference, 
they think with adding this piece in Tobias Harris, they could definitely make a run can they, at getting uh, well, to the Eastern Conference Finals. Could they be considered a favorite now? In the, well, I mean, they it's were always one of the top teams. But can, I won't can put them as the favorite? favorite until I see how this works, obviously. but <laughs> I don't know why. But Jeff's just on the rant. But already, <laughs> yeah, it's a oh, funny Jesus. one, but we'll we'll save it for later. Save it for the break. Oh, don't say that on the air. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Definitely. Save it for the break. Save it for the break. But now I lost my train of thought. Favorites. But no, favorites. yeah, but um, <laughs> making them the favorites. I mean, it's tough. You look at Toronto, there and there as well with the West, uh, the Eastern Conference, the Celtics. The Celtics. You don't know what they'll be. I mean, mm-hmm. obviously, very up and down. People, I think, expected more out of Boston Absolutely. this year. Absolutely, but they're still a force. It's. Yeah, absolutely, especially come playoff time. Mm-hmm. A team that went through it last year. Um, and now, hey, I mean, between those three teams, take your picks. I think the 76ers definitely took a leap forward with this, though. It's another. It's an established scorer, man. He's a 20-point scorer a night. How he fits into that um that I like form. that move. Yeah, I like it. It's well, an interesting – because really when you look at the players, I mean, we talk about players being able to play well off of each other. I feel like these are players that mesh. The only two to me that don't mesh are Embiid and Simmons, but – they're still young and have time to figure it That's out. That's a topic I, for another day. I yeah. think they just haven't figured out how to play together. I think, but I think now the addition of Tobias Harris kind of hopefully helps makes it makes yeah. it I think a little easier because we all know Ben Simmons isn't really much of a score necessarily from especially yeah from the not perimeter. from the outside he's got to get in the paint yeah this kind of allows him to roam more around the paint Tobias around Harris. the block while Harris controls the True. perimeter mm-hmm. a little bit more. It's a very good point. Uh, we, uh, we got a comment from Guido. Um, Guido. Yeah, they can defend any the, – the, the 76ers on defense now become oh. insanely yeah. versatile. Oh, with with that alone. size that they now especially, have. Like you said, Boban is a seven-foot monster over there. That's, yeah, that, especially with the who's going to need relief. You can talk on about the, minutes Simmons relief and load management. Simmons, Reddick on the perimeter. Then you got to – if you drive inside, you got to face Joel, Joel Embiid, Tobias Harris. And they're looking and at Boban. it too. <laughs> and, I mean, and hey, and they're Boban looking at it too. Unit. Where hey, if we get to the NBA Finals, this is a like this team we talk about defensively. They pair up if it's a team that's going against Golden State. I think they could pair up offensively. It might Philly? be a struggle for them to keep up. But defensively, defensively their length, especially on the perimeter, will give problems yeah, they match to up. any team. To any Defen- team. Yeah, I think so. Um, that's not the only trade that went down, though. Oh, I that's know. a big one, though. That, that, that shakes that's up the East a lot. That, that, that was the big one. I'm, I'm, that pretty, was the big uh, one. I'm not too thrilled with that trade. I'm going to be honest. Uh, As a Net fan, uh, the really Milwaukee, upset. The Milwaukee Bucks and the Detroit Pistons also had a trade early in the uh, early in the in the morning. The Milwaukee Bucks are trading young center Thon Maker to the Detroit Pistons in exchange for Stanley Johnson. Was that Pistons a Woj bomb? Younger. Was that a Woj bomb? Yeah, it wasn't a bomb. It was more of a it was more of a Woj message. <laughs> All right, a Woj stun grenade. Yeah, yeah, a little bit, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was a smoke grenade. Yeah, 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 yeah we'll call it that. Doesn't yeah. really stun you, but oh, wow, what's that? Whoa. <laughs> that came out of What's going on over there? What is uh, that ominous cloud of smoke? Uh, Usually yeah. I walk towards clouds of smoke. That's just me, though. Like you gotta walk badass like, away from clouds of smoke without looking at them. He's trying to be the Undertaker. How do they do this in movies? It's yeah. totally yeah. not practical. Yeah. Right. Oh, totally not realistic. <laughs> totally, I mean, uh, other guys. Other right? guys, yeah. yeah. Oh, I love that movie. Yeah. I'm a peacock. My ears are bleeding. <laughs> I'm a peacock. God, let me fly. When, when was your last desk pop? Uh, September. Oh, wait. <laughs> Oh, good man. job. Good job. <laughs> you can't. That's what we do here. That's what we do. The We're good for movie lines and some sports. Yeah, absolutely. The, <laughs> the Lakers also made a trade. With the Pistons also. Trading. Um, good luck. Yeah. <laughs> good luck. I'm going to try to. Uh, Svi? Just say Svi. That's all you need to Svi, say. Svi, right? Yeah, they Svi. don't even give you his full first name now. 
Mikhailuk. That was pretty good, right? That yeah, was pretty right. good because I can't pronounce it. So I'm and not a even second dra- and a second round draft pick to the Pistons for Reggie Bullock. So Vislav Mikhailuk. Yeah, I mean Bullock's a guy that's improved each and year and year out. His um, his in terms of production, he's a guy that's like we said, grown on. Last year's uh, came from being a four or six point a game guy his rookie year, ten point a game guy. Now he's averaging twelve a night. I think three and a half rebounds, three and a half assists. Uh, a good depth piece for the Lakers. On the other hand, for the Pistons, you hear the two deals that they pulled off. It's about youth, man. Yeah, you think about one hundred percent. Anton Maker, with a young, promising center. Uh, who knows how long Blake Griffin will be there? He's another guy that was rumbling for a trade. So that's another reason why I think they want to get as many young pieces they can in there now. And speed, hey, young guy, rookie <laughs> guy. I'm just going to call him speed. And he, and he, hey, he he could play too. Um, the Lakers took Mo Wagner in the first round, and he. Got I a like lot. him. I, I was watching. And he's the starting game to get Saturday. some. He's starting to get some time. He plays with energy. I, I saw the game on Saturday, and he plays with a lot of energy. A lot of energy. Oh, what's his first name? Mor- Movitz? Mor- Moritz? Something like that? Oh, uh, Mo- Mo- I just Mo call Wagner? him Mo Wagner. Yeah. Mo Vaughn? Even though I was like, who, when he was <laughs> drafted, I'm like, I'm like, who's Mo Wagner? <laughs> <laughs> but, no, but I mean. He shows me something, but yeah. the, the point is. That's the, not the big move when, they want to make. Obviously. No, but when Svi has been on the court, Svi has even showed something as a guy who can bring production, shoot from the outside, and even get to the cup from time to time. So. Hey man, the Pistons need our similar team where we talk about culture and building a team. Where I mean, they're, they they're still need, in a, they could get into the gate seed. Oh yeah, absolutely. But I think they're another team that's looking towards their future prospects. Let besides a lot of teams they're in the NBA of this time have come to terms with the Golden State Warriors are winning another mm-hmm. title. That's, that's what, what it feels yeah. like. That's, right? what, that's what a lot, if not seventy five percent, if not more, of the front offices probably feel like at this point. Right. And if it's not Golden State, it's not them. Outside of you the know top I mean? two teams so in the East, you, other than if that, you yeah. know you're not them. If you know you're not one of the maybe four or five teams that can compete now for the title, you've given what, up already. What is competing for the eight seed yeah. in the NBA? Nothing. It's a four and a half. They're not a contender. They don't feel like they can contend. <laughs> tomato. Yeah. You're a tomato. I'm curious on your guys' opinion on the trade that didn't work yesterday. We talked about it. I feel like for a second on the show, but we didn't really get into it too much. Uh, the Raptors and the Grizzlies. Marcus Saul. Oh, uh, well, that, I was going to bring Marcus Saul and Conley for what was it? Lowry and uh, Valanciunas straight and up. Yeah. To me, when I feel like, when I see that trade. I just picture like the Spider-Man meme when they're just both staring at each other. <laughs> yeah, it's the same way. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Maybe Kyle Lowry's kind of getting hurt, and the, and there's something we don't know about, and the, and the Raptors are trying to pull one over a fast one on the on the Grizzlies uh, before it got worse than it did. Well, they. But the, I, that's the only thing I can really think of. The Grizzlies have moved away from that, and I was going to bring up the Hornets are now in strong talks. With the Grizzlies to acquire Mark Gasol. You're some Renee bombs Hornets, right here. The Hornets are going to get Gasol. That that's they're they're in strong strong talks to get him. Uh, right before the trade, that Canalis bombs right For over what? here. For what? I'm trying to read up on that. Uh, there's not there hasn't been said anything about who would be going the other way. Um, but that that's the deal they're talking about right now. That, I mean, it, I mean, it's it makes sense for the Grizzlies to. To get rid of, you know, Gasol and Conley, and Conley if they can flip well, these yeah. contracts. I mean, obviously, it makes all the sense in the world so they can start over because they're not, you know, they're, they're terrible this year. It's a combination of Malik Monk and or Michael Kidd Gilchrist as the chief oh, return okay. piece for Memphis. Nice. Good stuff. Not bad, I guess. Going young. It, the only shame of it is that Mark Gasol and Connolly have been in Memphis for so long. Um, and not that. Especially Gasol. I mean, they're Connolly too. Connolly's no, been there for over ten years. No, I know, but I'm saying like, you if you think about when you think about the Grizzlies, you think about. 
Uh, well, and to Mike me Connelly. personally, ma- mainly Gasol. Yeah, because Gasol's the bigger name, but Mike Connolly's been a hell of a productive I, player there for a New York decade now. And it's a lot of teams. This was a, a team, lot of teams wanted this, him back uh, this, before. Yeah, this and was then, a team that at one point was very, very young and good and promising, good. and they never oh, got yeah. over the top. And for their fan base to see those guys go and to get back no. Kyle Lowry, who's I mean, what what? No offense to him, he's a great player, but what other promise does he bring? They, that Mike Conley and Marcus Gasol aren't already doing there. Really? You know what I mean? We got to offer a Guido bomb. Uh, oh, a Guido bomb. Guido bomb. Uh, bomb. The, the, the Jazz offered Rubio, and it went away, and I kind of forgot what it was. But uh, for Conley, though, the Jazz are interested in getting Conley. Oh, I did hear something about. Uh, I did hear something a few days ago about Ricky Rubio going to another team. That'd be nice. That the Jazz were were um, talking about possibly trading him. Uh, it might have been. It might have been that for Mike Conley, but uh, I mean, Mike that, Conley's that's, contract that's is just so move. huge, and he's just uh, got not a guy who would really appeal to me. Like, I yeah. feel like I would rather get a point guard who can do similar production and not pay him twenty nine point five million to seven million dollars, whatever he makes. That contract is is atrocious. Conley yeah. and Donovan it's Mitchell. Huge. Oh, that yeah, the, that'd be nice. No, Conley for Donovan Mitchell. No, no Conley. No, no, I said Conley God. and no, I said and Donovan Mitchell oh. together. That's what I mean. Yeah. Oh, I was about no, to you say. said and. You said you said and. Yeah. I said and. He said and. I said and. Oh, and he said and. And and and. Actually, actually, and then and then and then and then and then and then. I'm gonna come in there. No more and then. No more and then. No more and then. I don't know if you guys saw this one, but the Knicks wanted Donovan Mitchell. They did. They they were think they were trying to get teams. Yeah, get teams to look at Porzingis differently. They wanted Donovan Mitchell. I forgot who it was. They wanted somebody from the Nuggets as well. Uh, one of their young point guards, Jamal Jamal Murray. It might have been Jamal Murray, uh, but obviously those teams said no. That, that's interesting. I the mean, Knicks, that would have been better than what they got. But Mark Stein have to be seen, I suppose, how that works. Out. Mark Stein reports that the Knicks spent much of January quietly convassing the league for potential Porzingis trades. <clears throat> According to a person familiar with the talks, who was not authorized to discuss them publicly, they tried for untouchables such as Utah's Donovan Mitchell and Sacramento's Dar- Darren Fox, and predictably were rebuffed. They hung up the phone and said, "Nope." Well, what, the, well, well what, what did come out yesterday that I was reading a lot in, in, in those groups that were in, uh, like the Knicks groups that, that, that we were uh, given access to, um, Porzingis' brother, who happens to be his agent. Top secret Knicks groups. Top secret. <laughs> we, we won't reveal the names of them. We just will refer to them as groups. There's a huge vetting process and hazing that goes on to get into oh, these yeah, groups. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Don't remind absolutely. us. Yes. Um, similar, similar to that of a fraternity. Oh, yes. Absolutely. Continue. So, Continue, um, sorry. Porzingis' brother, who happens to be his agent, wanted a, big, wanted a bigger role within the Knicks organization. Well, wanted a big role within the Knicks organization, and when he, when he saw he didn't get that, he wasn't going to get that, he got extremely mad and then started this whole, he wants to trade, he wants to trade, he wants to trade out of here. And there was also speculation that if the Knicks didn't trade – Chris Stapps Porzingis, he would leave as a restricted free the NBA. The NBA. To, just go, go wait the NBA as and a just whole. go wait one year and go play in Europe. And go Europe. <laughs> I could see him doing that too. That was that was uh, that was something that I read. Stupid uh, unicorn. It's I mean it's that's crazy. I mean crazy. that's terrible. That's crazy. And the Jazz the Jazz said no! No! <laughs> <laughs> no! Can we get Donovan Mitchell please? <laughs> no! <laughs> oh, dude! Nice. Right on cue. Right on cue. 
That's good stuff. Get Donovan. Hey, can we have Donovan Mitchell? <laughs> yeah, right. No. Um, something else that's uh, reported also in the NBA: the Pelicans are exploring a tra- uh, possible trades for Julius Randle and Nikola Mirotic uh, before the deadline. Um, so I guess the Pelicans are trying to just—I mean, obviously you're losing your face of your out. franchise. Yeah. Just get rid of everybody. Just don't stop being stupid Julius about Randall, it. Though they just signed him to a contract, and he's young. Well, what are they going to ask for him? Uh, four first-round no, picks? Five? Mer- Meritage is an unrestricted free agent at the end of this Randall. year. Seven first-round picks? <laughs> six to eight. <laughs> six to eight. Maybe five. Um, Julius Randle has a player option. Maybe where six first-round picks and one of your championships. One <laughs> <laughs> yeah. of your banners. And please. your best dancer from your dance team. And the history of Kobe Bryant. <laughs> we, we want it. <laughs> this is actually from, uh, speaking of Anthony Davis, a little little tiny woes. Not really a bomb, more like a... Like a, it's a Woj letter. It's a Woj letter. The Pelicans haven't responded to the Lakers' most tr- most recent trade proposal for Anthony Davis. Don't know what the proposal is. Pelicans have yet to engage the Lakers on trade talks. Deadline is nearly 24 hours away. They'll answer. Answer the phone! This is what girls and do. Rohan this, is what girls this is what girls do. <laughs> this is what girls do. Okay, they tell you, hey, we want this. What about this? No, I'm not talking to you for a day. And then they'll come that's back. That's how girls sound. Sounds like Tony Soprano over here. This is how girls sound. This is just my, you know, know-it-all, you know, I don't know. Pauly Walnuts, Tony Soprano. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, hey, you, know, you don't want to answer the I have alter egos, you know. You got to throw you? them in there sometimes. Do you? Yeah. How else sure? do you think I'd get on the show and do some of the stuff that I do? I just sang Crazy Train as on the opening. We did. Well, he set it up for you guys. We killed it. He set it up for you guys. We killed it. Speaking of... Staying with the NBA, the Forbes list came out oh boy. with the most valuable NBA teams, Who's the top number ten. one. The New York Knicks are number one. What did I say on the show? That's why everything, ever, nothing's ever going to change because every single year the Forbes list comes out and the New York Knicks are number one they on the list worth, every single year. So why would they make anything change? They're the, most fran- they're the most profitable franchise in basketball. There's no reason. They don't care if they win or lose. It doesn't matter. They're the Four, most richest team. $4 billion the Knicks are worth. That's, and that's, second... It's three worth about four dollars. I'll tell you that much. How about this, the the Lakers are second at three point seven billion, the Warriors at three point five billion. Um, on this list, on the top ten list, are your Nets? They're at si- in sixth at two point three billion dollars. Uh, Rockets at two point two billion, Clippers two point one five billion, Mavs at one point nine billion, and to round it out are the Miami Heat at one point seven billion dollars. Look at Golden State Who's in, the last? Run, in the run that they've made to up to number three now in this in this dynasty run. Yeah. That I mean, that's that's go, that goes with why you see a Golden State yeah. shirt a brand new stadium. Go. I got yeah. a Steph Curry jersey. Not gonna lie. Do you? Who's yep. last? Uh, we'll get that for you. They only gave the top ten. Uh, then don't worry about it. Want to go to break? We can do that. We can go to break. I was going to go to break. I just wanted Send to us. Down. Coming up next. <laughs> <laughs> Coming up next. Live, 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 live. On the world. Wide, wide, wide. All right, so wide. we're going to go to break. A uh, little bit of Rangers news. Hockey Devils. trades going down. Devils, too. Uh, we'll get into a little bit of that, and then we're going to get into the MLB rule changes that are proposed for this upcoming season. Here on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. This I don't like change. Chalk Talk. <laughs> You're listening to Dungeon Talk on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Welcome back to the Dungeon Studios, everybody, in Bohemia, New York. This is Chalk Talk. Um, well, I lost my train of thought already. We're in the Dungeon. In the, in the that open. Open. that wow. was fast. We're in the Dungeon. Woo-hoo. NHL trade. 
Uh, the Predators made some moves earlier today. They've acquired Brian Boyle from the New Jersey I love Devils. Brian Boyle. Uh, we, we were talking about it. He's, Jimmy was saying how when he was on the Rangers, he was more like a punching bag. You didn't really like That's him as me. much. Then he left. I liked Brian Boyle. And then yeah, he, he grew on me a little bit. And then when he left, I was like, yeah, I kind of miss Brian Boyle. I hate him, but I love him now. <laughs> Uh, and also, the Rangers made a move trading Cody McLeod over to the same Nashville Predators for a 2027 draft it. pick. I cannot believe that any team would trade something for Cody McLeod. We could have just waited. They could have just waited a week and got him on waivers. That but. seventh round, <laughs> that seventh round I'll draft pick <laughs> can literally turn into being anything but the worst player in the National Hockey League, and it's still be better than Cody McLeod yeah, was so for the Rangers. Great move there, by, I mean, by they, Gordon. Uh, he, he used to be on the Predators, so obviously, you know they. They they Good know them. something. They that, can have him. Yeah, I mean, please <laughs> take a moment. Take a moment. Give us a spot. <laughs> I mean, the Rangers bring up Vinny Letary in a corresponding move, which I mean, whatever. I guess it's a young player. I'd rather see Leah Sanderson come up and get the chance, but I guess they just don't feel like that he's ready, and then they're, he, they're not going to give him the. They're going to wait. I hope it's the reason that they're going to wait until they have an opportunity to give him some more top minutes before they want to bring him up. They'd rather him more play eighteen to twenty minutes in Hartford. I yeah, hope. because what's the point of I bringing hope. him up and you're all, and he's only going to get a few minutes a game? Well, that's like, what they were doing, well, and it was driving me insane. Fourth line. That's what I'm saying. Like, he what's the point much. of even bringing him up if you're going to stick him on that fourth line? He's not going to get any minutes uh, on the ice. You're better off just leaving him down at, at, at Hartford. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm saying I hope that's the case rather than he's not coming up because he's not playing well, which is also could be a thing. Well, it, I'm not it sure. Could, you know, it could he, be because he didn't really do anything with his time that he did get in New York either, and that's kind of a problem. So what's the next move now for the Rangers? See what you can do for <laughs> Kevin Hayes. The season. <laughs> well, besides play out the season. <laughs> got to shop, guys. That's what you got to do at this point. You got to see what you can get for Kevin Hayes, and if you can get a return of first-round picks and young talent, you got to make the move. It has to be done. So at this point, we've come to terms with the fact that Kevin Hayes isn't in the long-term plans. Well, I mean, it doesn't mean you can't re-sign him in the offseason. It also doesn't mean that – I mean, it's, it's not over yet. If he wants to come in on a realistic deal, if he actually wants to be here, then, yeah, maybe you can get something done. I'll give him a four-year, five-year for maybe $6 million, $6.5 million, but I'm not going over that for Kevin I, Hayes. I 100% There's agree. no chance. Yeah, I 100% agree with you, especially with the state of this Rangers season right now. Which went down the dumps really, 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 really quick. But I have a good way for you to stay involved in them. How? Do it. Statementgames.com. Great time to talk about it. I'm participating in tonight. There's a little tournament going on for the – Rangers Boston Bruins game tonight on NBC Sports Network. If you haven't had a chance to look at it, go to statementgames.com. It'll be right there. You log in with your Facebook account. You can link it right to it, and you can write in. I know there's two contests tonight. One is for the basketball game. I think it's the Milwaukee Bucks game, and then the other one is the Rangers Bruins game. So they'll give you a bunch of statements. Pick out 10. Winner of the tournament who gets the most statements right gets a nice little reward. Depending on how you do, Roar, but Roar, Roar, hey, a fun way, especially you know, if, if you're me, a little bit uh, light in the coffers. My uh, <laughs> my wallet isn't exactly weighing me down right now, but you don't got to put money into it, man. It's just a fun way to stay involved in the game. That's statementgames.com. Make sure you take a trip over to there and take a look at it. It's a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to uh, seeing if I could uh, outdo some of the other chumps. Who are taking me on in the so, in the Rangers tournament tonight? That's a good plug, Bruins. right there. Want a man. gift that's card a or plug. something? A hat? I saw the other yeah, day. Yeah, there's different things. Whether it's a Dunkin' Donuts gift card, they were yesterday. They were setting up a uh, tournament for a Milwaukee Bucks hat. It's all different things you can win. It's a fun way, like we say, stay involved in the games. As 
hey, if you haven't checked it out, go over there. Different kind of take on fantasy sports and sports betting where, hey, you have fun with it. Okay, you know, you're not going to lose next month's rent on the over-under of Rangers-Bruins tonight, but you'll be able to have some fun, and especially while your Rangers aren't competing for a playoff spot, way to keep you in the game. Absolutely. So, that's statementgames.com tonight. Uh, statement games. Make a statement. <laughs> the, pre- the, the Pittsburgh Penguins are expressing interest in Rangers forwards Matt Zuccarello and Vlad Nemestikov. Okay, I'll trade uh, both of those guys. Acquiring them for the trade. That Let's take time. the Pelican stance on this and ask for 15 first round <laughs> and Sidney Crosby. We want, we want Sidney Crosby. We want <laughs> Sidney Crosby and Matt Murray and every first round pick you have for the next century. Well, how about the Bobrovsky situation in Columbus? How uh, Florida's really interested in getting Bobrovsky? Well, that turned out that, that Bobrovsky situation with the Jackets is is very like. I mean, it's interesting because the Jackets yeah, exactly. are a playoff team, and Bobrovsky's been their guy. He was one of Vezina there. And it's happening so quickly that all of a sudden they're shipping him out. But we've seen well, this with had, Sergei Bobrovsky over the them. years. And it dates back to his days with the Flyers, too. He's, al- he's always had issues, whatever, whatever it was. He's always – I don't know. I mean, But apparently, apparently in, a, in the move, if they, where they, they, were, they want to ship out Bobrovsky to Florida, get that return, and then immediately trade for Jonathan Quick from L.A. Because Jonathan Quick is on – you know, L.A. is a really team. They're trying to rebuild that there. They have so many pieces. L.A. can re- get – get yeah. an incredible amount of, of young uh, draft play, draft picks and young that players for that, that talent that they have. tells you that there's something seriously wrong if they need feel the need to get him out of there that quick and put themselves in a situation where they need to go get another goalie. Well, yeah, I mean, they're not trading Yeah, they're not trading Bobrovsky because they have a young guy writing in the wings. They're, no, they're, ex- that's what I'm saying, what's going building. on, and I'm not too sure what the situation is. But, I mean, is Bobrovsky better than Jonathan Quick? I mean, Jonathan Quick's been had a, had a lot of injury troubles. Yeah, he struggled since <laughs> in the last couple of years since that. He's been having a good season this year, but he Kings. still was hurt earlier in the season. Well, we know when Jonathan Quick is on his game, he's one of the best. In well, yeah. The quick yeah. is – Quick is – damn it. Big Mike, where are you? Quicky, quick, quick. <laughs> <laughs> Jonathan what were you trying Quick. to get? At? Jonathan Quick has <laughs> lost. Oh, some what were you trying to get? At? Jonathan Quick has lost some quickness. Uh, he's just not. Well, I'll try. I'll try. The buildup build was just not there. I'll no, try. You know, I was thinking about giving Big Mike a plug, and then I just fumbled my words. He's just not quick enough. There you go. That's there, you go. There, you go. <laughs> there you go, Big, Big Mike. 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 Mike's in the studio somehow. Um, so yeah, we'll talk more in depth about that tomorrow uh, when Big Mike's in the room. Get his take on that. But let's move on over to Major League Baseball. Actually, there's some actually kind of very recent news on the Tatum front of the Celtics. On the Davis oh, front of the Celtics. Go for it. That the Celtics and the Pelicans are reportedly um, discussing a deal sending Jason Tatum to New Orleans and Davis to Boston. And now Jeff from Tampa immediately does a backflip. <laughs> right now? Like, as in by Thursday? Like 11 minutes ago, Bleacher Report NBA verified. Yeah, yeah. have extensively discussed Jason Tatum's part of a trade package. Sam Hammock. <laughs> Just keep the flu. No! What, ha- wait, wait, what happened between the Pelicans and the Lakers? Remember, like, when we were talking about how miserable it is to be a Knicks fan the other day? If you say it's miserable to be a Lakers fan. No, no, fan. no, no. But uh, that's not what I'm saying. But we were talking about how I was on the top of the world and I was about to get Anthony Davis. This has absolutely exploded in the Lakers' face. Absolutely. We're watching it. <laughs> Magic Johnson right now. <laughs> oh, man. It. I mean, if last night's not the kicker do it, I really don't know what it is. But if you're the Lakers, right, I mean, you've gone out of your way. You've made 
multiple offers. Just the, the Pelicans are asking for so much. You're not going to give up your entire team for Anthony Davis. Right. You're not going to give up a majority of your draft stock now for Anthony Davis. They want what? How many first round? They want four first round picks. Six to eight. Six it was to a six eight, eight draft picks. Like, come on, like that's that. ridiculous at this point. Like you're not going to do that as an organization. You're 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 not going to blow it up for one player. I understand Anthony Davis is is a is a very like he's one of the top players in the NBA. But you're not going to give all that up for him. I, I just think it's stupid. June. A- am uh, I wrong for thinking that? No. This, this is from Sam Amick, The Athletic. Um, he says, a source, the source with knowledge of the talks that the potential centerpiece is a Pelicans package between Jason, with Jason Tatum has been discussed extensively by the two teams. It's expected to be a major part of the talks when June comes around, mm-hmm. so after the season's yeah. over. So, so what does that mean for Anthony Davis for the Pelicans on the rest of this season? Well, they said he'll, he'll start playing after the deadline. They said that. They that I've read. Is he gonna be back? Is he gonna be back in the video? (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I don't know if he'll be back on the video. (laughs) No formal offer can be made at this juncture. The talk between the New Orleans front office and Celtics GM Danny Ainge has centered on Jason Tatum. Uh, Of course, all sides in the AD sweepstakes. This is from NBC Sports. Uh, Reading what, what I'm reading off of. Of course, all sides in the AD sweepstakes are trying to play each other before. The February 7th deadline. The Lakers are hoping they can entice the Pelicans to take their offer of seemingly every player in their roster not named LeBron James, plus several draft picks. And again, the Lakers have reportedly decided to pull out of talks, which from a distance feels like nothing more than a negotiating tactic. There's nothing keeping the Pelicans from holding out Davis the rest of the year despite his medical ability to play, then waiting to see what the Lakers and Celtics can offer with everything square on July 1st. That's not in the Lakers' best interest since they hold just about the weakest possible offer of any Davis suitor. Bad. But that's bad and cool. Yeah. That's bad and cool. So he, w- he went bad. from we're getting Anthony Davis to damn. Dude. Oh, is, oh no. Really, Dude, really no. But, I mean, no, if you're Boston, it's, it's, though, it's also you're not convinc- you're not guaranteeing Anthony Davis is going to stay with you. Yeah. Oh, of course you know what not, I mean? But I don't think New Orleans cares about that right now. New Orleans. Oh, New Orleans. Why would New Orleans care about that? I don't. New Orleans doesn't yeah, give a he, shit about that. I'm talking about Boston. Why would you, if you're trading Tatum, if you're Boston, and you're going to give up first round picks and Tatum. You're getting a guy who you might only have for one year. That's Danny Ainge's confidence in himself that he could keep him in the building. In my eyes, if he's saying I'm going to, I mean, do Boston was, I can was to invest in getting this. Was guy Boston in. on his team of list? No, that he, no, so it was not. No. He so, specifically said he didn't want to play for Boston long term. Boston's message to the Pelicans has been simple: wait. That's from Chris Mannix. Sports Illustrated. Yeah, of course they're going to say because they wait. don't want him to go to the Lakers. Yeah. Boston the, without wait. What? Oh, that's only going to happen. Boston with Anthony Davis without Tatum, even with or without Kyrie, do you think that that makes them a championship team that could beat the Warriors? I think so. Think so? Can you repeat that one more time? Like so, Lakers with if if they have Kyrie or Celtics, you're saying? Yeah, the Celtics. Mm Because they said I've read that that the the Celtics are going to pursue Anthony Davis with or without whether Kyrie comes back or not. Okay. So if they have Anthony Davis Mm -hmm. and Kyrie. Can they beat the Cel- can they beat the Warriors? But even if they don't have Kyrie, are they? Is it still worth the move, the risk? Well, I mean, we've seen how good the Celtics are without Ky- Kyrie in the lineup. Mm-hmm. Um, will they beat the Warriors? I don't think so, with or without Kyrie Irving, and even with Anthony Davis on their team in their lineup, I don't think they'll beat the Warriors with Kyrie, with Kyrie, or without him. I think they have a, like Guido said, he said with yes, without no. I kind of agree with that because 
I think if you add, I give them. If you, I mean, the Celtics right now. When I watch the Celtics, what they're kind of really missing is a stretch four. Because they have a lot of really good shooters on the outside, a lot of quick players, and they have Al David, uh, Al Horford, who also can drain. But if you can, you don't. Ha- he becomes more of a weapon if you have Anthony Davis, obviously, because Al Horford isn't being doubled in the paint anymore. He could sneak out to the outside, and that guy hits threes better than almost as good uh, yeah, as any absolutely. setter in the NBA. Yeah, absolutely. And I feel like when I watch the the Celtics play, they're just missing that stretch four piece. And Anthony Davis provides that. And if you added Kyrie Irving onto that, and he's you know gonna have his head in check and want to be there and commit to what well, they you have, see, that's, the that's thing. a pretty we, good looking team. But you see, and it's still that, fast. You still got guys thing. like Marcus Smart coming off the bench. That if you want to play that team in a seven game series, that's a tough team to beat. That's the thing. Are you? Are, is Kyrie Irving going to? Um, the Celtics are confident. Head, uh, I think they would need base. Kyrie in order to have a chance to beat the Warriors the, with the Davis. Cel- the Celtics are confident they can keep Kyrie Irving. Yeah. They're very confident in that. I mean, if you get Anthony Davis, I mean, I'm sure that gives you a much better chance, does it not? Yes. Well, a, a, well, in that aspect, Kyrie at that point wouldn't be the focal point of this entire team. It would then be Anthony Davis. But in my eyes, what else are the Celtics going to offer besides Jason Tatum? Well, there would be picks. Well, Terry Rozier is not going anywhere. They said that. He's <laughs> not going anywhere. Okay. Um, so if so. there's going to be picks... And Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum's a pretty good centerpiece. He's a, he's that, that's that's good. kind of quality over quantity. Is he a centerpiece? If though? you're talking with the Lakers, I don't know. It's a, I don't know if he's a centerpiece, but he's a pretty good young player. You can market around him, try to build around. He's good. He is good. I'm not knocking him, but I'm just saying. Can you say that the Celtics offer is that much blow him out of the water compared to the Lakers offer? Gordon Hayward, maybe you can get in there. Gordon Hayward, three for no. You, I would not give up Al Horford in that deal. There's no way I would do that. I think you would need him. I think he would be. Amazing on the Celtics if you had Anthony Davis. I think Al Horford would have a career season. But I do agree, maybe two first-round picks, the Gordon Hayward and Tatum. Deal, Tatum's not even in it. Yeah, he was. The one he just said, mm-hmm. he said he said Tatum, he yeah, said Tatum Brown. He said, said Jalen Brown. I mean, Horford's contract's almost up, but it doesn't mean he's not going to demand a max contract at his next deal. And if he likes to stay there, you can get him for probably a pretty reasonable price. I mean, they, I mean the Celtics got him for a pretty reasonable price. But the what... What's next for the Lakers, man, if they don't do this? If this doesn't happen, mm. what's next for them? I have no idea. I really don't. You seem very dejected. Yeah, you went down. Because last night was in, kind of embarrassing, you know? I mean, when you look at it in in the terms of everything and what, what's going down with the trade talks and them not being able to get this done, and now the Celtics seem to really be putting their foot in the race, and the Pelicans seem just not willing to make a trade with Magic Johnson and the Lakers. They seem like to not want to do it. And when you look at last night, getting blown out by 42 points to the Victor Oladipo-less Pacers. Getting, getting embarrassed with getting the chance. Getting embarrassed where the fans LeBron, are trolling LeBron's going to trade you. You're not good enough to get traded to JaVale McGee. The worst loss in LeBron James' career, 42 points. And, I mean, they said it throughout the night, the announcers calling the game that this just looked like a team that was not focused well, I mean, and had no killer instinct. Half the team was not supposed to be there. I get that. You made it very clear that you didn't. You wanted a player over them. That's and to half your roster. So what? You're a professional athlete. Not up. I'm just saying. Right now, they think they're going to get traded. Good for them. After the cry deadline, maybe it. you can't be doing that. But right now, for this moment, they did cry about it and they lost by forty by forty two. Yeah, and that's the like that only hurts their. I mean, I don't know how much it hurts their trade value, but. They like this team looked out of it last night, like totally like they didn't want to be there. And then the scene at the end because they knew game, next time they get subbed, have, it could have been because they're going to the locker room. But that can't—that's <laughs> a joke to me. It's it, 
You're a professional you're athlete. Gonna, you can't, you're going to come up to Brandon, play. Brandon Ingram's statement after the game was the best thing I heard. And the only... Kyle, uh, maybe I'll just do the bird box challenge. Shut <laughs> up. Shut up. Shut up. And that's, I love Kyle Kuzma. He's one of my great. favorite players. Shut up. You're, they're the actively the shopping you. I get it. But then you hear a guy like Brandon Ingram say, I've been through way worse in my life than this. He goes, my job is to come here and play basketball. That's what I'm focused on doing. Yeah, that's what you do should do, but it's challenge. tough when it's half your freaking roster. What do you think? These guys don't talk? I get it. I get it. When it's one when, player, yeah, well, that's what on, you do. How, when it's half how, your roster. How petty is it when you got LeBron James sitting in one seat at the end of the bench and the rest of your you roster oh, literally huddled against each other away from the man? Well, because you knew what you were getting yourself it. into. You knew what, uh, you knew what was going Come to happen on. once this goes. They didn't know this, this was going to happen at some point, like you're saying. They knew when they signed LeBron, these guys knew that this was a possibility. That's what I'm saying. That's the Lakers organization. 100%. That's not on the players. LeBron knew it was a possibility. Oh, it's the, and I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is last night, to come out and lose by 42 points is embarrassing. Uh, Who do you blame? Do you blame LeBron? Do you blame the trade? It's hard to place blame, but to come out. Blame goes all around. It, does, it should like not affect you if you're a professional athlete. You in, know what I mean? Like, in a, in I understand where people. These guys are people at the end of the day. They have their feelings, too. A lot of them have loved being in L.A. Why would you want to leave L.A.? In, in, in a loss like that, though, er, everybody's to blame. That It's of not course. just one person. Luke That's Walton's the, to blame as well, everybody. probably if not I'm the just, most. I'm just saying there's been teams where trade issues have gone on and rumors, and there haven't been these issues. Well, it's the Kobe usually one or two era, players. It's Kobe not your Bryant entire era. core of your team. I get By it. Every young player who's been there, who thought they were going to be Lakers, who loved it there, you're telling them you don't want them anymore. You're but how did they New not Orleans. realize the Did second LeBron James signed there that there was a possibility? They don't want to go to New Orleans, leave happen. Los Angeles for New Orleans. Next time they get subbed, oh, yeah, oh. you're out of the game. Oh, am I going back in? Oh, you're not. You're going to New Orleans. <laughs> like, they don't, any it's second. It's part of the business. I'm just saying, when it's when one player, yeah, you deal with it. When it's half your team, half your core who's been there, it's a little tough. It's a little tougher of a situation. It's a little different. I'm not saying it's not a tough situation, but to get blown out by 42 points. To yeah, a it's team embarrassing. Your team was embarrassed, embarrassed last night. It's it is. embarrassing. All right, we have a caller on the line. I'm not saying that. I'm not excusing it. I'm just telling you why it happened. I know why it it's happened. A, it's a it, tough loss. It's, it's not a matter of why it happened. It shouldn't happen. Like that's it. You have LeBron. LeBron. Like, there's a reason LeBron James has never lost by 42 points. It shouldn't happen. It should not happen. That's a detriment to me on the other guys in there. Step up. To lose by 42, you look like a. I'm not gonna say it. Like, it's a clown Hi, show, Jeff. Bro. It's a clown show, bro. I mean, to be to be fair to to, to Fogarty, the Lakers, the Lakers would have only lost by 40 if Brandon Ingram had hit those free throws when they were chanting LeBron's gonna trade you. He made the free throws. But do you really not believe the Celtics have okay. a better package than the Lakers? I'm saying, is it really that much different if you're talking about... It's a lot better. How, how is it that much better? Okay, you have Jalen Brown, who's young, still on his rookie deal, who's every bit as good as Kyle Kuzma. You have uh, Gordon Hayward, who's under contract for four more years. You, you get Al Horford, because the Celtics won't need Al Horford. You'd get Memphis's first-round pick. You'd get Sacramento's first-round pick. You'd get two Celtics first-round picks. Because if the Lakers give up four of their own first-round picks, you're drafting 32nd. Memphis's and Sacramento's are going to be lottery picks. But, Jeff, are, are you comfortable giving up all that not knowing that Andy Davis is gonna sign, might not sign with you? No risk, no reward. All right, all right, I respect that. That's where I get that. That's why I think Danny Age is looking at this. He's saying if I get him in there that he can convince him to stay, he thinks he'll take the chance at Anthony Davis. Wow, Title Town's getting pretty cocky. 
dude. Why, why would they? Well, I, I don't know if it's cocky because we had. Now listen, who knows if it's going to happen? But we had Kyrie committed. You didn't know Kyrie was going to stay. Mm. Well, the yeah, Celtics and now are, it looks less likely that he's going to. The though. Celtics organization's confident they're going to keep him. Who knows what? Who knows what's in Kyrie's mind? It's just. I mean, Anthony Davis made a list of four teams, and the Celtics weren't on it. Yeah, and it you seems like he. Bacioni, truthfully, Kevin Garnett made a list, and the Celtics weren't on it either. Yeah, but when he made that list, did he think Paul Pierce and Ray John Rondo and Ray Allen were all going to be there at the same time? Pierce and Rondo were already there. Talking about Ray Allen, though, and combining the yeah, big Ray three Allen, and what it Ray was. Ray Allen was traded for at the same time. The same weekend. The same Unfortunately, time. Kevin Garnett's uh, my Nets were on his list one year, a couple years ago. <laughs> and then he became a Net. <laughs> oh, my well, Nets. Turned out to be very... Oh, and, yeah, that was great, Jeff. I love that one. And Pierce. <laughs> and Pierce. That only sent the Nets into a tailspin for like seven years. <laughs> Nothing like getting a Ferrari with 200,000 miles on it. The <laughs> <laughs> worst day of my life. Oh, man. Je- <laughs> Jeff, <laughs> Jeff, Jeff, what else you got? The Celtics didn't give up anything for Kyrie Irving. Isaiah Thomas has proved to be a bummer. Oh, you're saying Isaiah Thomas? That's what I just said. Ty, yeah, they didn't 100% give up for anything for Kyrie. I mean, with the injury issues yeah. since then, it's he hasn't turned out to be he's, anything he's that he was terrible. that year. <laughs> he was good for a little stretch last year when the yeah, Lakers traded for him, but I don't even know what I, he's doing this I, year. He is he's in the league Denver. somewhere. He's in, he was in Denver, he's in I Denver, remember. But yeah. He's still hurt. Yeah. He's had that hip issue since that year in the playoffs, and he never got over it. Probably. <laughs> the Lakers trade. Well, it was the trade for. Uh, let me see if I can find it. Uh, the Cavaliers in a 2020 second round picked via the Heat to complete the trade as compensation to Thomas's failed physicals. Isaiah Thomas, Jay Crowder, and Ante Zizic, and the rights to the Nets 2018 first round draft pick. Mm, that was the trade. That traffic <laughs> haunted everybody. <laughs> right. I think we've overcome pretty okay. Absolutely. Uh, Jeff, one more. Uh, you got anything else before we go to break? Go Pants. Yeah, why is Boccioni so racist? He only likes Larry Bird and J.J. Redick? Ridiculous. <laughs> that doesn't even make sense. That's that's ridiculous. Ridiculous. No, 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 no. Give it light earlier yeah. when you said it. That makes zero sense. That's what he was saying earlier on oh, here that, that he didn't he say. Yeah. Oh boy. He was just like he was like, oh, JJ Reddick is just gonna camp out. He's the man, and then he went right into the that's what he said it all. I did say that, but what's the, what's that mean? What's that to do with anything to do with his skin color? <laughs> I said he's gonna be Tobias, open to shoot basketballs. <laughs> Tobias Harris is the big move, and you're talking about JJ Reddick. Jesus, you don't think JJ Reddick's gonna become a much more gonna score more points with JJ in Redick this team really in this offense player. right now? No, I don't think he's gonna score more points. He's probably not gonna get in the game. You have Tobias Harris, Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid, and, and Jimmy Butler. They play five people no on the court at once. JJ Reddick yeah, will get into the game and play twenty three minutes a night at the, least. The guys aren't gonna play forty minutes each. I mean, forty eight minutes each. They, they're they're gonna need some rest at some point. I don't know. You're highly you're you're not respecting JJ Reddick enough. I can't have that on this show. <laughs> I, I love JJ Reddick. I think he's a great player, but I don't think there's enough basketballs to go around. I think I, I, I understand, think but I guess we'll see. I just yeah. think he's going to be open. He's going to be a, a nice little weapon for that. Maybe even come in the playoff time in a series if he gets hot. He'll especially win you a game. when he's not a guy that demands the basketball in his hands. He really he's, he's just open. When, he, when you get it to guy. him, he'll shoot it, and yeah. he's always going to hit it. it. He's a matter, consistent three-point shooter. It doesn't matter how much space he has, he'll shoot it. But Jeff, we got to go to break, man. But thanks for the call. All right, thanks, head, to see you Fort, later. head to Fort Myers. The Sox are playing. Don't don't hate on the world champion Boston Red Sox. Uh, goodbye. Right, we you're so jealous. It's unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, yeah, goodbye. Right. <laughs> he's Ain't absolutely no, he's right. No time for socks talk here. He, he's absolutely I right. envy you. <laughs> With that being said, we're going to go to break, and when we come back, the 3 o'clock hour starts here.
on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. This is Chalk Talk. Wide, 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 wide. It's the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Worldwide Sports Radio presents Chalk Talk. Boy, that escalated quickly. I mean, that really got out of hand fast. With Renee Canales, Fogues, and James Baccioni. Welcome to the 3 o'clock hour, everybody. This indeed is Chalk Talk here on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. For uh, James Baccioni, John Fogarty, I'm Renee my name again today. I keep looking, because I look that way. At least you don't call me Fogs anymore. (laughs) Well, that was funny because we had that drop that said Fogs. We've only been working together for like two years now. I know, right? I'm sorry. I apologize. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, If you want to join the conversation, phone number is 631-676-2968. Our producer, Evan Mazza, as John Fogarty likes to say, on the sticks. Yeah. Over here to my right. Um, so coming into this 3 o'clock hour, we're going to talk about Major League Baseball. Why are we going to talk about Major League Baseball? Well, spring training is right around the corner. It's what, six days away from starting? Mm-hmm. Eight days, something like that. Something like that. Well, a week and a few days from starting. But major news is these new rule, propo- uh, rule proposals that they have. Um, they want to change a few things. This is in in order to speed up the game a little bit, get the fans to be more into the game. Can I ask a question real quick? Because um, I'm I'm just not sure. Uh, were these rules proposed to go into effect start this season, or some of them are okay? They're they're uh, like uh, the universal DH. Um, I believe was proposed to okay, go so into, some of them uh, into were. effect. Okay. For for this upcoming season, that's ridiculous. Had to to do that eight days away from spring yeah. Training, I don't know how you do that before spring training and a not give managers so. a chance to kind of prepare for and that. a three yeah, batter requirement for absolutely pitchers. Absolutely ridiculous. But let, let's go through let's go through some of the rules. And an entire uh, off season, one. you don't give teams a yeah. chance to prepare for that. That's that would be absurd. Because teams they would build spring, their teams around that. They use spring training to like prepare. That's kind but of. You like would, but you would what if a team would have signed a different player because they knew they had a DH spot? Well, the to Mets fill. may have signed a bigger name to fill a DH spot. Robinson Cano. Well, that makes it easier for Any Robinson team. Cano to stay on the to, to stay with the Mets, and yeah. you know maybe they maybe the Mets knew about it. That's why they got someone like Robbie Cano, and they got Jed Lowry. So now Lowry can play. Well, second it is base. the owners that propose this. It is the so owners. So it's not like they're, they're being totally blindsided. They are the ones putting this. The, on the owners table. are proposing it, and True. the players use the players union are also you know making counter offers to sort of meet in the middle. Uh, but some of the rules that uh, have been proposed, like sort of like. Pitchers, instead of facing a minimum of one batter, they'll face a minimum of three batters now. Yeah. Um, what are your thoughts on that? Oh, my goodness. I think that is the most absurd thing I've ever heard in my entire life. Well, you think differently, folks, right? I do. Um, only because I've hated this analytics age of baseball, uh, money ball, whatever you want to call it, where like we see it in the postseason even more. I don't think this should be a rule that's involved in the postseason. Um but I mean, if you're gonna you, put you it in, you can't change the rules in the postseason. No, I understand that, but I mean, they do in some you, it, you, it, Think to, about to, the, to make to tell pitchers that you have to face a minimum of three. Uh, what if he gets hurt? What if he? Then that's what, a different what, thing. An injury is a different thing. What if you tell what, me a major league guy can't me, face three hitters? You're telling me that it puts the onus back on the player to m- make plays. You, I'm I, I'm so, so surprised because when you play, you're telling me that pitchers I have it every single game. I what, hate pitchers. They don't have. What if a guy doesn't have it one day? You, and also, we've had let's see specialists far before the analytics era. They've come in. They've been a thing for a while now. It's, telling a pitch when you, if a pitcher doesn't have it, a reliever comes in and you see that he doesn't have it in one in one batter. Why in the hell is there should be a rule to tell me I can't take him out? That's literally the entire game. 
That's the game. It's putting a different guy in saying, oh, he doesn't have it, put him out. Or face lefty-righty. Well, it's, it's the sport. It's the whole game. It's, it's I, I don't, th- why would I, why would I want a guy in there for th- minimum three batters if he's getting lit up and I can see it right away? A lot of it is, okay, looking outside of the major league game. You don't see as much of this uh, pitcher faces one batter taken out. Pitcher takes one batter taken out. I get it in certain areas with matchups where it's part of the chess match of being a manager, where I can't say that I didn't do it in big games as a manager with 14-year-old kids, where I said, I'm going to put in my tough lefty to face this tough lefty. It's the sport. It's literally the sport. I I understand that, but what they're trying to implement is, and I don't know that I'm 100% on board with it. I really have to dig deep into the, there's so many angles of this. In the strategy and how you're going to use it. Fogarty is a bitter, washed-up player. Give it up, loser. (laughs) Wow. All right. Who was that? that? Because I mentioned my playing days so often on this show, ever. But okay. But Back in my day, (laughs) I was... I took on Roger Clemens. No, but the idea is that I I like the idea of... So much in this game is now it's become the pitcher's game and the fact strikeouts are up. Guys don't put the ball in play. It's all about putting the guys up against each other that I get it. This guy's going to get this guy out. I understand that, but it's also how about the competition of it and the entertainment value of give me this guy competing. Like, the, that's does, the thing. I got, does the two I'm and so a half minutes of, to bring in a new guy really upset you that much? Yeah. Does it really? Yeah. Two and a half minutes. You can't yeah. sit there, go take a piss, go get a Coke, go yeah. get a beer. Yeah. It pisses we me all off. know how much. Both it pisses me off, but I'm, I'm not a pitcher. <laughs> like there's, you could bre- present this to, 100 baseball players, and the pitchers would say that this is ridiculous. I'm willing to say 50% of the, most of the hitters are going to say they love it because it's annoying. When, like, guys I, have made I've careers had, out of being specialists. What are you talking about? I understand guys have this, made careers about being specialists, away, but how about the fact, throw me more than one pitch. Like, throw me what more if you than don't one have batter. to? You did your job for the day. That's what your assignment was for the day. It's, it's a team more, sport. It's putting more on the athletes to do more and do better and improve the product. Why do I? Do I? Who cares about that? I care. I want to see a guy. Oh, this guy can only get lefties out. Then what the hell is he doing? He's doing doing his job. It's his job. It's a guy. I understand it's his job. Why has that become a role? If the guy's a pitcher, then show me anyone become more than one batter. Why does a guy working? Why does a guy working at Apple working the analytics department when he can't work for the accounting because he doesn't know how to be an accountant? That's what he does. That's so specific. That's that's the exact same thing. Differently, no, it's not. A guy's not coming in for an hour of work and going home. You know what I mean? Like, Pedro Feliciano. Oh, he did about, his job for uh, the day. Back, he used to appear in 100 games for the Mets. Great. How many innings did he throw? 80 innings? Like, I understand it's needed. It's needed. And it'll probably put the ball back into the hand of the hitters, where you'll see more offensive production because you'll see a pitcher more. You'll see more righty versus lefty, lefty versus righty. Instead of every time we see a lefty come I up don't in a need big spot, the he's got to face a I lefty. don't need the score to be 11-10 to 10 to enjoy a baseball game. It's not going to be 11-10 to 10 if a guy has to face three hitters. God forbid he had to face another hitter. God forbid the guy had to face a challenge and get a guy out. You just Challenge said up and get the guy out. You just said that we're going to see more offensive production and we more are, scoring because players are going to see hitters. I think it's going to be 11-9. From 5-4 to 3-2. to two. I want to see more runs. More runs is more entertaining. I, I, don't, I disagree. I like pitching matchups. I like. Hitting. I mean, you play how the game. I like agree to disagree with you guys. But, but you go to a ballpark and you're sitting there for 15 minutes while they change three pitchers in the seventh inning of a one nothing game. Come on, that, well, that's like, I drink. I get another beer. <laughs> I, I, I don't, they start, don't they stop? Why are the owners? The why are the owners so quick to get you're right, fans you're out of the right, stadium? Renee. 
I can't they look stop at serving strategy. beers in the seventh. So I get one before in, this, in the middle of the seventh. You get two, you get, you get two in the seventh. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing out there. Come on. I just but, like it because it turns analytics on its head. All these guys where baseball has become the the nerds and their computers and the stupid. Put it back on the fucking athletes to get guys out, man. Not, it still this guy's is on the athletes set. to get a guy out. So get out Why a righty you if you're a lefty. Them? Why what? can't what? a righty get a lefty out? What is the difference? So what is the difference? Why, Why can't he get that guy out? He, if you want him to stay in, then you keep him in. If you want to take him out, you take him out. Why the Phillies get David Robertson? Because he can get lefty and righties out. Why the Mets get Justin Wilson? He can get lefties out. I just hate yeah. it where it became about, let's change a pitcher here. 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 Where we see that four prim- pitchers in an that inning. Primarily see a guy come in, throw in one September. pitch, and he comes out in the game. And that's a totally different thing because that's 40-man rosters. Yeah, I know. But which is another but thing that, that, that is, that's a, that's is another being one talked that's, about. Exactly, exactly. But, um... Uh, according to Joel Sherman and also Ken Rosenthal, the um, the players agreed. Uh, they they put out a counter proposal and recommended that this be implemented in the minor leagues in 2019 and in the major mm-hmm. leagues in 2020. That being the uh, three uh, batters minimum for a pitcher. Test it out. So to test, test it out. It out. Um, also, some general agreement. About furthering limiting uh, mound visits, MLB wants to go from six to four in 2019, four to three in 2020. The Players Association countered with six to five in 2019, and then if average time of game is longer in in 2019, MLB could go from five to four in 2020. So this is all in you know, also taking away mound visits, shortening the length of the game. By what? Three minutes of anything? Games are already being shortened up. I, I don't care as much about the shortening of the game. The average game, game is it's like just, two hours and 57 I, minutes. What's the average NBA game? Like 2.30? Two, that's a Monday Night Raw. What's the difference? <laughs> like, I don't understand. There's 162 of them every day. So you don't have to watch the them every day if you don't want to. But the point is when you have a sport that was known as America's pastime and the most beloved thing everywhere, and now it's been overtaken by the likes of the NFL and you know, the NBA. You want to know, know why that happens, though? Because the, ge- the generation don't watch the game. Because no, the generation that, that no, it's that, the national it, aspect of they, it. We care. We know what's going on with the Utah Jazz, with the New Orleans Pelicans, with the Minnesota Timberwolves. We don't really know as much what's going on in the pe- in the Pittsburgh Pirates farm system. It's short, hey, it's short the, attention the casual fans. Look at what ES- short attention span just, is. What leads to this? Look at what ESPN just did. They took. They have taken out so much of their baseball product, and this year officially they canceled baseball tonight. So much of baseball and their programming is wiped out, except the Monday night, Wednesday night, Sunday night baseball. But all their television baseball programming is gone. Gone. Well, they're filling with NFL shows. NFL, debate shows, NBA, everything. LeBron, t- I mean, everything. Get up. I mean, you see Get Up. As well, yeah. Magudo makes a very good point. MLB has the worst marketing department in sports. They do. They yes. don't market their top athletes like Mike Trout enough or Bryce Harper. How? Or, and that's they how. don't do it. It's, they don't do it. That's a how. Look at how the NBA does. NBA markets LeBron James all over the damn place. They market Joel Embiid all over the damn place. Internationally, these guys are huge in China. They're huge in. You go to Brazil, they love you know. MLB for for, could be huge everywhere. MLB goes to Japan and if anything Australia, and that's all they ever go to. Or Puerto Rico, Dominican Republic. That, but they just started doing that like last year. That's totally different. That's a completely different animal. The MLB and baseball internationally is still huge. The uh, the issue with Major League Baseball is in America, not in Japan, not overseas. It's in America. But, it's but, the interest in America. But, but basketball, basketball as well is is big internationally too. Yeah, of course. But they go out there and they play their games in London. Yeah, because they're China. Still, they're still expanding. Well, it's that also brand. they have like the NBA league passes in forty five different freaking languages and. 
It's it's they, they just, have MLB X ratings too. It's the same thing. In how many languages? <laughs> they have it in Spanish. It's <laughs> <laughs> only one. I don't. I, mean, I don't know if they don't have it in other languages. But, but NFL. In Spanish. NFL the, has red zone. I mean, yeah, and, but the NFL is more of a American thing. So, but that, that's the that's thing that that, that goes to the point where, like America, uh, the NFL doing its London series and the mm-hmm. NFL playing games overseas Mexico. is because they're yeah they're, they're trying to make it an international game and trying to build it throughout. Major League Baseball's issue, and they put so much stock into doing the Tokyo series and playing in Cuba and all the talks of international players that the homegrown talent, the the homeland of sort, has gotten neglected in the product here, and. When I remember when we were kids, like when the Metro Yankee game was on, I don't know if it was the same for you guys. Everybody watched. It was it was being watched or heard on the radio or being played. Like mm-hmm. it was wasn't within shouting distance. You would hear Harry Rose on on the fan. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's not like that anymore. And where it's like we say, the NFL and the NBA have took over a little bit. But a lot of it is because of something you said: attention span. No, that's that's and, exactly, and that's a ma- that's a root cause of this issue. Attention span. The generation of today can't concentrate on one thing for three hours. And that also shame. goes to talk about so in keep a time it, when stay major league in and not quick things happening is better. If, yes. Is, is, why? Why? That's yes. quick things happening. Because, okay. <laughs> when major league baseball was at its best and being considered America's pastime and the greatest game ever, pitchers pitched eight or nine innings a game. They're also and they faced whoever was stepping up in the box. Righty, lefty, didn't matter. Do you think Nolan Ryan gave a crap? <clears throat> Nolan Ryan's a Dude. different example from the era that you're talking okay, about. Okay, I gave the best example, but how about every other pitcher who pitched eight innings and outing? That was like a 1940. Like, we're talking about even the 80s. Not as much. Raleigh Fingers will come in and have three innings, three, three innings saves all the time. Three inning saves? Well, yeah, not your saying three stars, innings, not, not an inning. That's the thing. It wasn't three different pitchers or five different pitchers to get through the last three innings. You had your your starting rotation, and then you had two or three studs that came out of the bullpen and nutted up, towed the rubber, and went to work, man. But who cares now it's, about like why, why? I care. I'm tell. This is there are people that care. It can't just be who cares. It, there's people that do that don't want to see. Oh my God, here comes another pitching gauge. Oh my God, here comes another pitching gauge. How about tow the rubber and go get but the it's, guy, But if it's man. proven to help you win games, why would you not do it? Well, that's the thing. If if you could do it, do it. Like, I'm not. I'm saying as a coach, I do it. Like, I do it. I 100% will do it. Like, if I have the opportunity to do it and I can take my good lefty to put against a good lefty. So what's the argument here? You're saying you do it I'm yourself. I'm doing it. Oh, man. Because there's no rule saying they can't do it. There's nothing to say that they cannot do it. I'm doing it myself, and it also at that point, I'm probably leaving the kid in since it's youth baseball too. So that's a different monster altogether. But if you, when what I'm saying is, there's no rule against it. They're gonna do it. I would do the same thing if I'm a manager in Major League Baseball. But if they're putting in the rule and they're doing it, there's no reason that these guys can't acclimate and do it. Hitters were forced to do it. Why can't now? Because it's on the pitchers where the pitchers are gonna have to make an adjustment, or the managers are gonna have to make an adjustment. That that's that's the only issue with this, because all right, you get lefty righty lefty. You bring in your lefty to face the guy. You get him out. You got a base open. Walk him. If you don't want to walk him, nut up and pitch to him. What about it brings more drama to the game where it's okay. Oh, they got an opportunity here where they have that advantage, that lefty righty advantage, and it puts more on the manager to manage the game. It puts a new spin on managing the game, which I like. Where I'm not going to see. Jerry Blevins come in for one batter, come out, another guy come in, and then another, uh, you know, wipe my ass lefty come in, throw an 82. You know, like, 
I don't want to see that. I want to see the guy stay in there, get three outs. I, I understand it where it's against everything that has been part of the game. But all the money these guys are making now and putting more strain on their arms like that. You got to take that it's into an account. Inning, you man. Take, people it's take it into account. Inning. The amount of money these guys are making, they're afraid to throw them over 100 pitches in a game. You're going to make a reliever throw. I mean, We're it's just something, about a it's something to consider. It's something to consider. You can't dismiss that entirely. I'm. I know the D backs in '98. I just about, think it's such a joke. Talking about I can't throw an inning. Best pitcher against. I understand best where hitter. you're coming from from a baseball player standpoint, where you want to see, where you want to play, you want the guys to play because you play it. I understand that, but in a team, in, in a sport that's a lot on the line, a lot of money, and a, and winning championships is history. To have a better outcome, to win a game, taking that away from a manager, that ability to do that is not a, a good move, in my opinion. That's how I see it. I only see it differently because of the factor of putting the product there and seeing it on the field where it's, like we said, whether it's commercial breaks or you're in the stadium with intention span in this game losing a lot of its popularity out of the steroid era and what has come since then. Having the product that's in front of you and continuing to go where you're continually engaged instead of, okay, I'm into this at bat. Okay, now sit back for three minutes. Okay, I'm into this at bat. Okay, now sit back for three minutes. They're trying to keep fans and players engaged in the game in that point where it's not a lull, a lull, a lull, a lull. That's the way I see it. I mean, I, I totally get where you're coming from as well. I, I, I I, I, and it's also part of me that is going to play a little devil's advocate a little bit. I'm getting you going point. as well, of course. Yeah. <laughs> but, and like I said, there's that chess match of the game that makes baseball great, the thinking man's game of I'm going to use this guy here, I'm going to make a double switch here, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. I just like... Mano Imano, make these guys face each other. I mean, the that, that's base. That's baseball to me. Back the, in the day, the D-backs didn't do that in 1998 when they faced Barry Bonds with the bases loaded, up eight to six, two outs. They intentionally walked Bonds, best hitter on the planet at the time. They walked them. They to bring up the next guy. He flies out to right. They ended the D-backs end up winning the game. That's the thing. I mean, Barry that's, Bonds. That's it's strategy. Tough a lot of people were <laughs> intentionally walking Barry Bonds. I mean, that's strategy, but it's also taking away bases loaded two outs oh gosh here comes the best hitter on the planet you want mano mano let's let's see what he can do against us but no the D-backs Buck Showalter decide to walk Bonds get the next guy out even if that base hit would win the game I ask, don't want Bonds to beat me let me ask you a question how do you feel about the shift I hate the shift me too yeah, I can't, I can't stand shift it. Shift sucks. I the can't shift stand so it at all. The shift is ridiculous. When you're teaching, especially... Is that in the rules? So is that anything about Not the shift? Yet. They no. talked about no, that no. last year, about possibly making it. You can only have a certain amount of players on one side of the field. You see, I don't mind the shift. I hate it. This one's interesting. I hate it, but I don't mind. I if the player the team the execute thing, it, I I, then they can do it. This but one's it's interesting. It's a strategy. But it's the same thing where it's a strategy. And yeah, I don't in, like and it. And the hitter but has to adjust to it. But it's also when you're teaching hitters their entire life... Just knock it down. ...to hit the ball up the middle... And then when you're seeing hitters get out, hitting the ball out the middle, no. it drives me nuts. The guys that are dead pull and can't hit the ball the other way, that's on you. Well, like you that's said, on these you. guys are pros. Why can't they do that? Yeah, Yeah. no, I, I'm yeah. with you 100%. Yeah. You're a professional baseball player. Hit the ball the other way. Mm -hmm. And if you can't, lay down a bunt every once out of five well, at-bats. That, that, well, that's the thing. And, uh, a lot of these players and they don't do that. There's, there's, no one the does that. There's that advantage not? still it's, that the hitter can take advantage of for yep. him. It's still there it's for him. First of all, it's an that's an easy base hit right there. All you got to do is hit the ball the other way. If you hit it well enough, you can even stretch it into a double uh, if you can. And then that next time you come up, they respect that a little bit more. Exactly, you don't exactly. get shifted as much. Because exactly. they're like, oh, this guy that, might drop one that, down. That's on the hitter mm -hmm. more so. Um, 
if they put in a rule, I wouldn't hate it because it would bring it back more to, like I said, the traditional baseball of we now have positions, not positionless baseball, where it's my third baseman's playing rover and short right center field. And but Rover, yeah. I like that position <laughs> name. It's, it's starting at that, Rover. That's, that's, well, that's what they call the tenth guy. If you play with ten guys and you play with a fourth outfielder, mm-hmm. he's called the Rover. Really? Right. Oh, yeah, that's interesting. This that's is actually an interesting rule. And Guido and I on the haystack talked about the overtime rules and extra inning rules. There's a rule that they're considering where in it's being be tested in spring is training, the, the All Star game rule. Uh, where each half inning, the extra innings will begin with a runner on second I base. That. I hate that completely. Base. Oh, it's awesome. I really? I hate it. That's I've, coached, yeah, I I've coached like in it. it. I've played in it. It is as intense as it gets. That's Wait, it. It's what, a lot of fun. What was putting, that? putting a runner at second you base. Start the uh, they inning. do that in the World Series, in the World uh, Baseball Classic. Yeah, you start the inning. With, yeah, but that's where they started it. Yeah, that's right. There's two different versions of no, it. I hate that, too. At the youth level, sometimes. I don't like it on the major league level, but yeah, I'm saying in terms of when I – it's a lot of fun, but that's a youth level. We're not talking about major league Yeah, the youth yeah, level, it's yeah. fine. I don't mind it at the youth level. And where it's a man on second base, one out, and you basically start with yeah, and the other team gets a chance. Point you line up, you want, and then every t- each each team gets a chance. Yeah, I don't mind that at the youth level. That's that's you know kind of end it quicker, I guess. But yeah, you don't yeah, want an eighteen inning the, the old California tiebreaker. <laughs> in although, also, youth games. Ma- I remember like little leagues. They didn't, we never used to go to extra innings. We just tie in a major league game. But I guess yeah, it's like a tournament. That's what it is. It's tournaments yeah, yeah. where it's like, oh my god, we got to get another game that's on an hour fifty yeah. time limit in here. We can't we, go I mean, five extra innings. We saw it in the they World Series. I mean. The the Red the Red Sox and the Dodgers went to an, went to eighteen. That was innings. awesome. It was awesome. Yeah. It was great. It was awesome. It was a back and forth duel. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I know. At two thirty in the morning. Yeah, I never want to see that end. It was great. That that's awesome. That was a lot. I remember being a kid watching that old Mets Cardinals game that went like what. 1920. Uh, yeah. no, the Mets Cardinals games. Like two years ago, yeah. went eighteen yeah, innings. Yeah. I mean, those are those are great games to see. Why? Because they don't happen all that often, right? But great, great but, to see, fun. It's fun. A lot of it isn't necessarily great baseball. No, it's Every fun, now and then though. you get the game like where it's back and forth in extras, which is. Well, I mean, the, reason, the reason the reason but, that eighteen inning game was so great was because it was the World was, Series. Yeah. Yes, but it uh, it went back and forth. Yeah. Red Sox scored, the Dodgers yeah. scored, and then that continued on. That was so great because I fell asleep and woke up, and the game was still going. <laughs> <laughs> With that being said, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to go to a break. When we come back, more of the proposed rule changes for Major League Baseball here on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. This is Chalk Talk. You're, you're, you're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. You're listening to Chalk Talk on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, back into the ru- proposed rule changes for Major League Baseball. Now we're going to jump in into something that Jimmy just absolutely does oh, not like no. at all. And he's voiced his displeasure with it countless times. I have on the show before, I feel like. I think so. I think so. And in the two years that we've <laughs> known each other, you've done it a few times. <laughs> but uh, something else, according to Joel Sherman and also Ken Rosenthal, something that's proposed is adding the DH, the designated hitter, to the National League. Eh. I hate it. How do you? I, I know Jimmy hates it. Hate it. Eh. I want so let's no start part with you. of yeah. the DH. I just, 
I don't know. Like I was talking about before, the strategy of the game. I just respect the strategy of how the National League game is played, and that's yeah. what I love to watch as a fan. That's what I've always watched my entire life. A pitcher's going to bat, and you got to think about when you got to take him out. You got to, you know, you can't it, double switches. It's it just makes the game more exciting to me. It, it's it's mentally you got to think, I, and I just that's really the only reason is just that's for me on that one. That's more of just like a personal thing. I just <laughs> I just really don't want to see the D8s in the American League because that's just not that's not how I like to watch the game. I enjoy. You mean the I don't mind the pitcher getting up when he bunts to get a sacrifice. Hit. When the, the pitcher the gets up and gets a sacrifice bunt, like that's part of the baseball game to me. Like, yeah. A, a well-executed sacrifice bunt is not an easy thing to do. And we're, like, also, it's, we're, it's, we're also going to stop seeing the, the likes of Madison Bumgarner hit yes. two home runs in a game. Uh-huh. And, you know, and something. Uh, also, Madison yeah, Bumgarner has proven Met, to be a pretty good hitter. The Mets have pretty decent getting hitters. Zach Wheeler can hit. Steven Matz can hit. Degrom was a shortstop in college. Syndergaard. Syndergaard. And Syndergaard's got like three career home runs. Didn't didn't Matz go like? Uh, Matt's his first game like ever. That. His first game ever. That's also why I like it. We got hitters who could rake. So pitchers no, who I mean, rake. No. That's our hashtag, right? Yeah. Hey, yeah. Right. Pitchers no, hey, who rake. Hey, listen. No, it's it's a it's a very strong point. I mean, it's just to me, it takes away from the game, the game, and it, and that's it's just part of the game. It's the way it's always been. I just don't want to change it. I agree with it, especially when the National League is the senior circuit of sorts, where mm-hmm. this is how baseball supposedly has been for the generations and generations we've seen it played and the only argument for it is the world series where like we the anthony rizzo situation we've seen where he's not gonna be in the game or mm-hmm. where because they need to get a guy out for a dh mm-hmm. um well i mean we thinking all- this year with the dilemma of uh for the red sox who's gonna play is it gonna be ben Tendi, jd martinez moogie Betts? how do you get all these guys on the field i mean we do have a ton of games that, during the regular season now though where the, there is interleague play throughout the yeah, season especially it's not only just that one week it's so it's so there there are times where you know the mets and other teams we get chances to see what our lineup would look like with the dh in there to prepare yeah. for that sort of situation so it's already there you're like we're not right. getting the dh at all we have it sometimes you know, a quarter of the season, maybe more, a third of but the season. But it does become a uh, where you talk about it's the only sport that doesn't really have that universal set of rules when you're talking about both leagues. they're two different leagues. leagues. Uh, I get it. In my opinion, that's the what a- they are. They're two different leagues but under the, one union of the MLB. Where it's kind of like the AFL, NFL you, of old days. Do but you think that they should um, keep it? I mean, there's an American League MVP. AL? There's a National League MVP. There's an American League Cy Young winner. There's a National League Cy Young winner. In the NFL, it's the NFL MVP. In the NBA, it's the NBA MVP. It's two separate leagues playing under the union of the MLB. And that's what it is. Do you think that this rule should change, like in the World Series at all, or they should keep it the same? No, but how no, could you? Every league. No, no, no. Where you saying? Where you saying like the National League team gets a DH if they want when they're home? Every league needs to differentiate between each other. I would, you- I would rather see that than them completely change the rule. Honestly. Well, just the World Series is. I mean, get a fi- DH. we already hold ERAs in the a- in the AL to a higher standard and wins in the AL for pitchers to a higher standard. Saying, "Oh wow, he did this in the AL. Now see what he can do when he comes to the NL when he's got to face a pitcher." We take that into account already. You know what I mean? It's already there, like in history. Say, "Wow, he did this against you know the DHs all these years." Rather than when they, and we see guys when they go from the AL to the NL, the NL to the AL, can they make that adjustment? So mm-hmm. it's not like it's a, you know it's not like it's invisible. It's a thing that we all mentally already know that it's a difference and we accept. So I, I don't see a reason to change it. And also, you get also. What helps also in these advantages is say, say someone like Mickey Calloway is the manager of the Mets. He coached in the American League, so he knows he he knows how to coach in the AL. But say someone like, you know, Aaron Boone, if he were to coach for the a National League team, be screwed. Yeah. Well, we saw Mickey Calloway and some of the issues he had last year with managing in the National League, and the fact that his it's entire coaching staff that he his entire coaching staff he hired were American League coaches. Yeah. 
Yeah. And it's people he's from, worked with before. Yeah. From, not that this is to that, but That's a good point. lineups being miswritten. He had so many issues with changing pitchers late in the game. Double switches where you're like, what is he doing? Like, he it took Mickey Callaway a long time to learn to manage that National League game. And we saw it in the second so, half. How so they, turned, is, they, they, they played better. and he Yeah, because he kind of got his yeah. feet under him, I thought. And they brought in a National League guy to help him out, Jim Riggleman. Ha, yeah, uh, exactly. That'll be huge, especially for the players, too. And Chili Davis. That's Chili right, Davis is a National League guy, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, I mean, I, I don't hate Mickey Callaway. You know, there was a time midway through last season where we were seeing those mistakes, and it was like, this guy's in over his head, he doesn't know what he's doing, and for the Yankees, things were going well, because Boone didn't really... Boone was given, Boone a, was, Boone was given a castle. Yeah, and how could you mess up, especially in the American League, where you can make sure it's a lot easier to get all those guys in the lineup. Mm. Can you imagine the Mets dilemma? Now they would have if, say, Cespedes was in there, where they'd have to find... Where if you had DH, great. If not, you got to mm-hmm. find out a way to get all these guys on the field, and that's part of the chess match of managing. And I guess you could say, oh, how could you feel one way about the pitching thing and a different way about the DH? I don't know. A lot of this, like we said, is off of kind of our personal feelings about it and gut reactions. I would like the National League to stay the way it is. Well, according to Joel Sherman, I agree. a strong movement toward adding the DH in the, NA, in the National League. Here's <laughs> something to keep in mind. One huge reason Mets agreed to take on final five years of Not Cano's contract that. was their internal strong belief that the DH was coming to the NL. Yep. Also, if there's a universal DH, the Players Association knows that NL teams would, would more comfortably make long-term offers to players such as Harper Machado since uh, if their legs fielding skills decline, at least there would be a place for their bats. The union countered that with general acceptance of a 20-second pitch clock but with many more strictures about how or when it would be in use. Can we get this pitch clock thing ridiculous thrown out? Yeah. So dumb. Ridiculous. There's like a handful of pitchers where this is an issue for. Stay, the Steve Traxel's not in the game anymore. Like, <laughs> like that's so stupid. I love Steve Traxel. Let me. Way. I'm trying to get. And I also hate from last year the stupid mound visits thing. Exactly. It's. Yeah, they don't. They, they don't use. They, same you with see the, the same clock with the, same with the game. You're not supposed to be able to step it. out of the batter's box with two strikes. Guys do it every single at bat. That's part of the game. Every that at bat, like especially with baseball being such a mental game. After a guy throws me a slider that buckles, you me, need a second. I need to be able to step out and think about. All right, what has this guy done all day? What's he probably going to come with next? What am right. I looking for? What's my approach? It's a mental game. And then you get back in the box and clear it. Like you can't. That's something this. that you're taught when you're young. Clear it out of the box. Get in the box. Then you clear it and you're hit. I mean, they don't enforce it, so... No, they don't. They don't. There was supposed to be a rule where you can't step out with two strikes. That was implemented like two, three years ago, and I've never seen it called. Well, what they do is they fine the players, I think, at... Towards Have we ever heard about the, that fine? Towards the no, they do oh, it at really? a certain point in the season where like they. Well, there's accu- a guy in the thing. There's a guy in the stands with a clicker saying, so they, they, they keeping they track accumul- who steps yeah. out the most." Yeah, they keep track serious? of it. They yeah, accumulate it, and then they give you an all-around fine. For how many times you step That's out for a certain amount? No, yeah, yeah, you know, it's Brett Gardner. Right. That happened to Brett Gardner. How right? much did he get fined? Uh, <laughs> don't remember exactly what. It was. They're in the studio now. <laughs> Brett Gardner. There's a ghost in here. <laughs> I didn't do it. Um, something else that uh was um proposed was to make the game more fan friendly. Union offered uh, offer included much more miking of players. I love that. Yes. I love that. I love that in every league. And I want more cool. mic'd up players, and I want more lights yeah. a lot. That's, that's great. And I think great. especially in Major League Baseball, though, yeah. even player to player, 
uh, mics so they could be heard chatting during the game. Players, the, Brooklyn has been doing that lately. They mic'd up Ed Davis the other day. They'd kind of do it like once every couple mm-hmm. weeks with a player. It was awesome. Like you see, and, uh, Chabaz like had a tough uh, had, a, had a tough stint. And you see, like they had Davis on the bench of him and he talked to him and like it's just cool. Like I, I love that stuff. And I've I think it's especially fan. important in Major League Baseball for a few reasons. One, well, we um, see it in the All Star game. They do it all the time. See yeah, more personalities. Exactly. One. In the NFL, NBA, NHL, you these guys yeah. are, are, are on the ice or on the court or on the field most of the time. In Major League Baseball, one, when a guy is playing defense, the camera's not even on him. You're looking at the pitcher and the hitter, so you're not seeing them. Mm-hmm. And then two, when on the offensive side, you're seeing them for a combined, what, five minutes at the dish yeah. where they're taking their three or four at-bats. So it, it's nice to know. Also, and the other angle of it is, Everyone wants to know what Clubhouse lifestyle about, is like. Everyone wants to know the banter going on in the dugout. What about Mike, in, Mike Trout on an off day? Exactly. It'd be, it'd be hilarious. You've got so many people paying attention to Mike just and because they want to see what he's saying and what's on going the, on in that And how many off days does Mike Trout take? It, and you yeah. could literally be like, all right, um, a week in advance, be like, hey, if you're planning on giving Trout an off day, just give and us a And you can market the hell out of that yeah. if you're ESPN. Say, hey, we're going to have Sunday Night Baseball, mic up with Mike Trout. He's Even like, though or, Trout or whatever, won't be would, in the lineup tonight, yeah. you'll still get plenty of Mike Trout. Like that's, right. You're great. still marketing off your players. And I don't know. I just think that would be uh, I think awesome. it's all about it. That's that's cool. Cool. all about that. That'd be cool. I, I want to hear, like. We think, have the technology think to make it just a little cool tiny thing to be in, like, in, like, the Nationals dugout. Two years ago, when oh my God. Papelbon <laughs> and Harper were going oh, at dude, it, that been and how about the Terry, how about the Terry Collins thing? Yeah, yeah we well, have the audio oh, of now. Yeah, yeah, how how, that? how viral has that clip yeah. gone? You better ask the jackpot now, Terry. <laughs> we want to see. <laughs> it's awesome. I want to see more. Even, I, even Wally Backman's outburst where he got uh, thrown out in the minors is yeah. awesome because you don't get to see that stuff, and it's especially when they've kind of taken out the the ejections kind of mm-hmm. with with instant replay. You don't see as many ejections. It's rare that you see it. Most mm-hmm. of it comes down to balls and strikes. Mm-hmm. But it kind of – I want to see the fire from the managers. I want to see what's pissing players off. Uh, I remember there was a time, man, years ago going back when the Mets were playing in – they were playing the, the Angels in Los Angeles and Wright got thrown out of a game and he's yelling at the umpire saying, yes. you're the worst, you're terrible. Yeah. I would love to have that eyes in the dugout. That's In baseball, that's so unique. Mm-hmm. So unique what goes on in the dugout. And also I looked it up. Brad Gardner got fined $2,000. For, for taking too long like to get in the I think it's it was only for one occurrence. They said they. The, oh, it was the, only one. Well, I know. I there know could have been so- something other than that. Yeah. But his first occurrence, he was fined two thousand uh, this year for not for taking too long to get back into the box. Taking too long. Well, Brett Garner didn't play much this year. Anyway. So it wasn't even for stepping out. It for taking too long to get back. It said it was for taking too long to get back in. <laughs> What's that even mean? Um, Imagine Joe McEwing. Guy would never make a cent. <laughs> <laughs> He's wasted his or entire Noma. salary. Or no no, no, no more Garcia Parra. Yeah. No more Garcia Parra. Yeah. Him too. Uh, Derek Jeter. <laughs> something else. Uh, Derek Jeter took 10 years to walk to the plate anyway. Something <laughs> something else that was proposed. The players proposed single trade deadline rather than the uh, than the July 31st non-waiver and the August 31st waiver. I like waiver. this. Did you, start, did you start that again? I like this. The players union proposed single trade deadlines rather than the July 31st non-waiver deadline and the August 31st waiver deadline as a way to better force teams to try to win early in the season. I like that. And not tank late. I like that a lot. I really do. Didn't they already move up the trade deadline a few years ago to prevent that? No, it's still, it's always been July, July 31st. 31st. Maybe um, thinking of a different sport. They are trying to counter tank. Uh, basketball, basketball moved it up. Basketball moved it up, right? They are trying to counter tanking by offering that any club that loses 90 or more games 
for for a second straight year moves back 15 spots in the June draft and loses two million dollars <laughs> in international slot. <laughs> Three years in a row dropped 20 spots and lose three million dollars. Yeah, oh, so but I don't like that. That's I don't ridiculous like that. I don't again. Like that. That's, that if, one's a little ridiculous. How are you going to punish I, a team for losing 90 what games? What if a team you got can't punished get enough, out of it? You lost 90 it around. How do you expect the Marlins to are going to go look, through that for the years? Look at the Orioles right now. Baltimore, yeah. Look, how do you expect them to turn it around if that's look, what you're going to do to them? Look at how many years the Royals lost 90-plus games. The Padres. The Astros. <laughs> right. The Nationals oh, yeah, before yeah, they the got Astros, Harper and Strasburg. It's that's Let's penalize the all Rays. the... Look at the, Di- the Dynamax are going to get it soon. So the Cubs. The Dynamax. The Cubs yeah, but a lot of years, these teams yeah. that tank build their teams. Guido, perfect. Cubs nice. and Astros, he just said it. Two teams that be your end, lost all the time. The White Sox. And are what they are because of the losing. Mm-hmm. The Nationals are what they are because of the losing. If the Nationals aren't the Nationals and you penalize them, then and they don't get, say, a Harper, or they don't get a Strasburg. It's um, how every sport works. That's... Doesn't make That's how sense. every sport works. The Penguins aren't the Penguins. They don't suck for 15 years, and then they don't get for 10 years. They don't get Crosby and Malkin, and or the, and the Capitals don't get Ove- like you got to lose to get better. That's what happens, dudes. especially in the salary cap era. That's supposed to keep people, you know. Close together. I know Major League Baseball, that's not as much of an issue. We're talking about luxury tax compared to salary cap, where a team can just say, I'm going to bite the tax. But I like, I the, I like the one singular trade deadline. I do like I that. I like that. I like that. The, the whole loss issue. But I don't like penalizing that's, teams that's, for losing. Yeah, you games. can't penalize them no. for losing. Because, no. listen, obviously, the best players don't go to the worst teams. The best players go to the teams that they feel give them the best chance to win titles. So if you're not getting any of the good, pl- uh, any of the best you players, no you have no exactly. choice but to go through a losing process. Th- that's just exactly. what's, look exactly. at look at the look at the situation in which the Orioles are in now. They lose Manny Machado, no Adam Jones anymore. You get stuck wow. with the Chris Davis. Oh, wow. They're gonna, they're, gonna, go they're gonna lose. We got a Guido bomb. Oh, Guido oh, bomb. Guido bomb. What is it? Uh, Heat are trading Tyler Johnson to Phoenix. Who the Heat are trading Tyler Johnson to Phoenix? Sorry to disrupt you there. I was just, yeah, I don't know. I mean, every time we get breaking news, I was looking for a bomb. It noise. was a Guido <laughs> Woj bomb. Whoa, 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 I did whoa, whoa, get whoa, the whoa. notification for that. I was just um, I was just into the whole MB, uh, no, MLB. No, I, I want you to finish your point on that. I didn't really mean to do that. I just what, didn't want I to lost forget. my train of thought. Uh, my bad. Yeah, I lose my train of thought. Very you quickly. were on a roll. I was, too. man. But you know what? It happens. Thanks, Wait. Jim. Thanks, Jim. Right. I saw it. I didn't want to forget. Oh, Jim. I thought you just go back into it. Hold on a second. Kaboom. There we go. All right. <laughs> Interesting deal. <laughs> that was good. Um, that was pretty funny. I'll give you that. <laughs> uh, yeah, Woj said Miami is nearing a deal to send guard uh, Tyler Johnson to Phoenix. League sources tell ESPN, but that's all that's said right now. Uh, if we have more news by the time the show end, uh, by the time the show comes to a close, we'll give that out to you, obviously. But yeah, I mean. I like the I like the idea of the trade done. I mean, I love a that a singular, lot. A I love that a lot, thing. man. That's a good one. Early July, whatever. July thirty first. Jul- That's perfect because you have the teams that are literally in the pennant race at that point. Like everything's coming down to it. You, you're in the last two months of the season. But you're sooner. going through August and September. You got the players that you need right there. Right. That's it. But bring it up sooner. I mean, there are teams. I agree. Nah, I, soon, no, soon, so I, I think it's a perfect spot. There are July teams, though, by mid-May who are like, done. Okay, we're done. We're, we're done. Boom. No, yeah. Blah. No, that's, that's fine. That's uh, fine. But moving it up, I, I, just, I, I agree with that. Because you already have the all-star break there. You're coming back into it. Then you have the July 31st deadline. Then you go into August and September gearing up for the final stretch. But the NBA trade deadline comes before the all-star game. 
yeah, that that's be, I don't know why the hell they they did that. Not sure why, but I think July thirty first is a pretty good midway point. I think to, exactly. to, I, I to determine where that, the teams but... are. You know, what the, I think that's a fair assessment of of what you think. You know, where if you're going to be a seller or a trader, I think that's a perfect midway point. I, I have no problem with thirty first. I think thirty first, folks. You got anything I to say about that? I concur. Cool. And Guido makes a point that the NBA All-Star game is 65 games into the season. Yeah. So it's way late. Right. And the NBA uh, All-Star break is, what, a week now? Something like that. Seems like it. I mean, it's the three days of activities. Well, the players the were up in arms because you get five it was shorter. Days. Yeah. You get five days. But well, If you're not an All-Star, you get five days off. So, I mean, what I what I got from this whole situation. Jesus. Ooh. What I got from this you whole situation. I, I have long legs. What I got from this whole situation is you guys aren't. I don't want nothing to change. Yeah, you I want, want nothing to change. I want nothing you're, to change. You're not opposed the to the trade some deadline rule. Fine. Wait, you want to make the trade deadline thing and not make August trades, then, then that's okay with me. But yeah. I w- don't, pun- don't punish teams for losing. No DH and no minimum innings pitch for pitchers. Yay or nay? So let's go around the, t- around the room. Yay or nay? Adoption of the DH in the National League. Hell no. Nay. 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 I couldn't want anything less in my life. Pitchers to face a minimum of three batters. Yay or Yay. nay? Yay. Hell no. Nay. I'm neutral on it right neutral. now. Neutral. 22nd pitch clock. Bacioni? Hell no. Nay. Oh, no, no, no. Nay. 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 It's, stu- it's stupid. Single trade deadline before the All-Star break. Absolutely. Yay. Yeah, that's Yay. That's fun. Yay. Yeah. But, they, but, but they're opposed on, on, on some of the bigger rule changes that, that, that have been proposed. Right. Obviously, the DH one, they're they're right down the middle on it. Pretty good. No, right. pretty much convincing. But the minimum batters face, I think yeah, there, there's nothing wrong with that. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Draft order, yay or nay? With the losing or something? Oh, no, that's stupid. No, that's no. an A. That's no, totally no. stupid. That's... Oh, that's what I was talking about. Yeah. <laughs> now I remember. <laughs> Somebody the mind the is, for me. The mind always seems to come back like yeah. a merry-go-round. Like I said, the Orioles were losing Adam Jones and Manny Machado. Well, they lost Adam Jones and Manny Machado. Why are you going to punish them for being stuck in a situation where they're going to lose 90-plus games? Not because they want to, because but because they can't get anybody to go there. And they just got a new manager in there. So right. Buck Shaw Walter just yeah, got he, out yeah, the door. Yeah, he left. There's a team that you don't really know the direction of mm-hmm. right now. To punish them while they're figuring that out would be a bad thing. And a, and a good uh, example, like Guido said, and like you said, Jimmy, the Astros. Look at how long the Astros went through terrible, terrible yeah, You don't get Correa, Altuve, Bregman, it, and exactly. They had to move them to the American moving. League, exactly. for Christ's sake. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Look at what could come of that. Right. You get the good draft picks. You get the number one overall picks for, what, two years in a row that they did with uh, Correa and, um, and Altuve? I don't know if Altuve was a first-round pick. Let's, I thought he was. No. I mean, they're high picks. Let uh, Bre- Bregman was their other high pick. Altuve. Alex Bregman. Spring, no, Altuve baseman. wasn't. Um, I think he was a uh, invita- uh, invitee. Yeah, I think that's I, what I, it was. I don't think he they was got a high two, draft pick. They got oh, it Bre- might have been Bregman. Springer. Springer. I think Springer, it was. Springer, Springer also, but Alex Bregman also was a yeah. high round draft. But look yeah, at amateur, amateur free yeah. agent Jose. Altuve. But look at how that turned out. Yeah, look at the situation they got into. They won a World Series with this core of players that they brought in because of the position that they were put into for losing so many games. So I think it's stupid. Why are you going to dock these teams of, of draft That's ignorant. You can't. Yeah. That is ignorant. <laughs> that is ignorant. That's ignorant. Damn, man. Oh, I should. I should. Man, you're ignorant. That's ignorant. That's ignorant. Darn you. Darn you. Darn you. Darn you. That was pretty Look at me. I'm in a tree. 
if Mr. Jefferson Nuclear are sick guy. That he molests children. That he's a bad father. That he had plastic surgery. This ignorant. But that's because he had to work all the time when he was young and missed out on his child. Sure. <laughs> nice. That's, that's Don't you, Fogarty. Don't you. You know I'm always good for a South Park plug. <laughs> that's ignorant. That's ignorant. That's ignorant. So, any, any final thoughts on these rule changes? Renee, we're, so you said you were neutral. Are you thinking? You're going to come back to us on that one? <sighs> oh, which one was I neutral on? The pitchers being forced to face three batters. Um, that ignorant. I'm... <laughs> <laughs> I'm leaning more towards I agree with it. I like the idea because I want to see the pitchers go out there and face the best batters, not just go out there and face like you're going to have a lefty specialist come out to face a lefty. I don't want to I don't want to just see that. I want to see them go through the ringer, go through those three batters in an inning. I like that idea. I don't necessarily disagree with it. Okay. I'm, I'm not necessarily, uh, you know, against it. OK, so that, that's why I said I'm more neutral on it. I don't I'm, I don't really give a crap about it, honestly. But the DH one, yeah, the, keep keep it the way it is because it's yeah. fun, man. When you when you get, when you get people like Bartolo <sighs> Colon hitting one deep in in San Diego, like I, that's something you're gonna remember forever, dude. Mm-hmm. I missed that. I was. <laughs> oh, at, I will never. Forget I was. That. I was at my. I was at my job at the time, and I was walking in the parking lot, and all of a sudden, my brother and my ma and my dad text me. They're at, they're at my grandmother's house while I'm working. They text me, and my brother texts me, and he goes, "Dude, Bartolo Colon just hit a home run." And I said, you're a liar. You're a liar. You know, oh, I said. No, they're ignorant. I said that. <laughs> I said that. And my brother's like, dude, no, Bartolo literally just hit a homer. And I, and I looked at my phone. I'm like, oh, my God, he hit a homer, and I missed it. I missed it. Oh, man. The greatest thing of Big my. Big sexy, baby. Yeah. I missed oh, that, man. man. He's still he, going to play. play another year, right? Oh, he's going to play. Yeah, 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 yeah. He'll play as long as teams keep giving him contracts. That's true. Um, so we have a couple games on the docket tonight. You got the Nets facing the Nuggets tonight, 7.30 p.m. I do. Uh, the Nets are 28-27. and 27. Coming off a three-game losing streak. Yeah, we're so hurt. Need a dub. It's going to be tough. I don't think they're going to get it. Expectations for tonight? I mean, we have no bodies. We have no bodies. We're getting Karis LeVert and, and Alan Crabb back. Hopefully, hopefully – I don't know by, by Monday, yeah. like, but they're you in the D League. They're in the G League right? now. They're playing for the Long Island Nets. So not bad. Uh, yeah, I mean, spe- losing Spencer Dinwiddie has been really huge. That piece off the bench, that twenty-one points off mm-hmm. the bench at any time, automatic scoring because he can do it all. He can shoot and he can drive and he can get to the foul line. He just we really miss him right now. We miss a lot of bodies. They got to get healthy. Curious, actually, curious. This is for Guido. Curious after that forty-six point loss, how's that Laker buy-in meter going, Mike? Oh boy! How's that going, huh? And then you got Boston on the road, Philly on the road. I'm, as I'm looking directly at Fogarty, Phil- Houston at home, the Pelicans on the road. Uh, Anthony Davis, that's funny. Oh wow! <laughs> the so, Bucks. Couple is of it th- to be said though? <laughs> and I might be crazy saying this. You are a little bit. Kobe Bryant. We gotta screw you, Evan. What you say? Screw you, Evan. You're welcome. Kobe Bryant would have never let this happen. Just saying, he had plenty of controversy around him. His team's always won. That's true. Um, we saying. also have uh, Spurs Warriors tonight, 10.30 p.m. on ESPN, if you guys want to watch that. We have the Rangers and the Bruins, 8 o'clock on NBC Sports Network. Um, That'd be a fun game. Hey, that's all right. <laughs> I gotta get involved on statement games. There you go. I got to get a quick shout-out in. Go. Uh, so yesterday we did our top five Tuesday, and we all left off oh. an incredible <laughs> name that needs to be mentioned because it was Radio Gold, and we all missed that opportunity to add this guy to All Star team. So my friend Amanda, I was talking to, she says 
uh, I feel like on my team I would have Lil Bow Wow and relive <laughs> my like Mike days. How could we not have said Calvin Cambridge? Come on. He was in the celebrity games, right? No, Lil that Bow- was Lil Romeo. Yeah, really? that's what I was Bow Wow was yeah, definitely little, in the I don't think so. Yeah, I think Bow Wow was because I looked him up. I believe but I was Well, he might not be able to participate. He was just involved in a little bit of a domestic incident. Oh, oh was he? Uh, I should oh. not have given wait, him wait, that. That's bad. Wait, he that's was the one that was beat. Yeah. Ah. Okay, Cambridge over MJ, totally agree. He crossed <laughs> up Alan Iverson, man. He broke his ankles. <laughs> Dude, Lil Bow Wow. I've been searching him. for those shoes ever Here since. Lil, Lil Bow Wow and Zach Efron is my backcourt. Taking that. That's not bad. <laughs> Bow Wow Wow, you beautiful. Bow Wow, you beautiful. Well, that's all I had to say. What about Bud the Air Dog? What about the. Air Bud? Fictional character. Air Bud. Fictional character. I mean, I don't know, Air We're going to have to find the name of the dog that played Air Bud. We can take out a celebrity, take out like an all star, like LeBron or whoever's the old. Air Bud's going in, dude. I like that. Air Bud's going in. We like definitely get views. Definitely. <laughs> um, so we're pretty much at the end of the road, but uh, for those who are soccer fans who listen to our show, Red Bull! Real Madrid and oh. Barcelona are playing the Clásico right now for Copa del Rey. It's one nothing Real Madrid. Can you say Clásico again for me like that? <laughs> Please. Clásico? Yeah. <laughs> hey, no, say Copa del Rey. No, that was good. Copa del Rey. There you go. El Clásico Español, Real Madrid, one, Barcelona, nothing at the end of halftime. Now you got to say goal. Goal! <laughs> we, should, we, we should start doing a, a Renee Canales Spanish word of the day like the Mets used to do with Jose Oh, Reyes. Professor Reyes? Oh, that's Adios. right! That's oh. right! Oh. Professor Reyes! That was the best word. Like, right, all right, so, so today's word of the day in Spanish is Clásico. <laughs> Clásico. 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 Not Clásico. You see Jose Reyes? You see Jose Reyes? Oh, no. They used to get the worst people outside the stadium and put them on. It was hilarious. It was great. So, yeah, if you guys uh, haven't tuned in yet, that's on BN Sports. Uh, tune into the second half of that. But that does it here for us today, ladies and gentlemen. What's, where can we find this show? We can find this show on the TuneIn app, Facebook Live, yep. Periscope. Yep. Also, on Spotify, our shows get uploaded later in the night, but you can definitely catch the entire show on there. So please, everybody, give us a, a give us a listen, and you can also visit the new website, yes. Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Um, that's new and improved. It's awesome. It's mm-hmm. it's phone very, friendly very as well. Very mobile friendly. Very mobile friendly. So take a listen, everybody. Check us and out. And other stuff's on that site. We got like more information about the site, other shows Absolutely. on our site, bios, information, a little, little more about us. We're going to start uh, featuring some articles yeah. on there. So good stuff. Yeah. Nothing but big things coming up for this station here. But that does it for us, ladies and gentlemen. For James Baccioni, John Fogarty, Adios, and our producer, Evan Mazza, I am Renee Canales. Thanks for joining us, everyone. We're live from 2 to 4 p.m. every day here on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. And we'll see you guys. Tomorrow. Classico. See ya. You're, you're, you're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network.